hand into the fire. Run. Run! Hello and welcome to episode 40 of Out of the Frying Pan, a Middle-Earth strategy battle game podcast. But in the end, it's only a passing thing, this shadow. Even darkness must pass. Awesome stuff. How's it going, mate? It's been, um, it's been a while. Who are you? I don't know. <laughs> where, where are we? It was at this point they were silenced. Some say it was a mere recording error. Others a blessed relief. Maybe... It was punishment from the podcasting gods for the political joke Stuart made. One thing is certain. It was full of empty apologies for not recording for four months, complaining about holidays and kids. But we all know it was mostly Stuart's fault. Now we rejoin our heroes as they try to pretend they've not been away. Butlins in Minehead, where the mother-in-law is was booked, even though I put in the calendar, I am busy this evening on the 2nd of September. We all know what's happening on that date, um, which means that I will be watching the the first episode of uh, Rings of Power on my iPad somewhere um, in Butlins in Minehead, hiding away from the kids somewhere. Well, not quite what I had in mind for it. And it was supposed to be me, a bottle of wine and my 65-inch... Uh, UHD TV, but no, it's going to be my iPad in a in in a holiday horrible holiday camp somewhere. Um, not good, not good, not. But you can't you can't really get out of family holidays with the kids and the mother in law because you want to watch Lord of the Rings. Apparently, apparently that's not a viable excuse. It's probably people screaming at the <laughs> their, their various audio audio receptacles going really. <laughs> really oh dearie me dearie me well it wasn't wasn't my plan but um yeah it's it's not going anywhere it's on prime isn't it but i, I really wanted to be watching it and talking about it i, at the I same doubt time. anyone can spoil it for you we kind of know what <laughs> yeah we do we do we do right i tell you what before we, we can talk about this a bit more in the show um but to keep things tidy uh dan why don't you tell everyone what we got coming up and we'll we'll come back and do it properly well, now we've done the apologies section uh, and the intro and greetings section, uh, we will go into many meetings where we'll have a chat about what we've been up to in a little bit more detail, um, the releases in absentia, i.e. what's come out. and We won't go into ex- uh, exhaustive detail, but we will pick up on some of the highlights and things we've enjoyed. We will talk about the very recent news preview and we'll touch on the recent FAQ as well. The main section is myself with uh, Chris Murphy because we went to the uh, Warham World doubles middle earth doubles obviously and then we will close out fantastic right let's take a short break and we'll catch the other side incom gaming the new center for tabletop wargaming in gloucestershire visit incomgaming.co.uk for great savings on pre-orders and all your hobby needs we stock many gaming systems and hobby accessories and can ship to anywhere in the uk market-leading gaming mats from gamemats.eu. Visit the store and check out how to turn your tabletop into a battlefield. Incom Gaming is based in the centre of Cheltenham and offers tables and scenery for casual and organised play with a fully licensed bar. Check out our events page for upcoming events where everyone is welcome. Visit incomgaming.co.uk. Incom Gaming. Come game, shop, 
drink. And we're back, back for many meetings <laughs> or, or long lost meetings or whatever we should call it. But uh, yeah. let's this is work again. <laughs> <laughs> let's pass you over to, or pass over to you, Dan, straight away, so you can talk about what you've been doing because it's going to be far more detailed and thorough and current than what I've been doing. Go for it. Oh, cheers for that. Well, set me up to fail, right on you. <laughs> um, we are obviously working on the basis that so I have a fully functioning memory, which those who know me slightly better may realise that's probably unwise but we'll do our best so i have done a bit of work uh in the hobby done a bit of painting etc since we last recorded in march I certainly hope so anyway so um damien uh or b-sign fame sent me an issue door i don't know whether it's out of spite or generosity because <laughs> then he delayed the uh battle streams episode that involved him for about six weeks just to make me sad he will now be saying that's patently untrue and it wasn't six weeks, but it felt like six weeks, Damien. It felt like six weeks. Um, so I painted him. I actually quite enjoyed it for, for an old model and I've already got the um, the invisible one as well. So I did both their bases at the same time, which was quite fun. So I've got an invisible one and a non-invisible one and it's the same pose, which is pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, have done some on my Forge Authorities company. I don't know if I painted Gandalf when we last spoke, but he's finished. Ori's done, and I've started Nori. Uh, Joe Holzman sent me Eowyn, which I believe's the is it the Heroes of the Pelennor one where she's got her helmet underneath her, the crook of her arm. I, think I can't so. remember which set it was released in. I think so. Some yeah, people I have said it. Heroes of the Pelennor, so I think it's that one. Either way, I've always thought it's got to be, awesome. isn't it? Because she was only she didn't wear armor till till then. Yeah, so, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with that. But this is that model. It's very cool. Um, you can find it on our uh, cost YouTube, or not YouTube, um, Instagram. That one. Uh, if you're anyway curious, so if you don't follow us, you can have a look at that. And if you like it, follow us. Um, that was good fun. So once again, thank you very much, Joe Holzman, for that. Um, it's a model I've always wanted to paint it, and even with my severe uh, allergy to uh, metal miniatures, I did enjoy <laughs> painting that. Um, as will become clear later, uh, I had a uh, Grimbjorn and some Bjornings to paint, so they got done in a reasonably short period of time because there wasn't a huge amount of time, I think about six weeks between their release and uh, going to doubles. Yeah, yeah. So that's a slight spoiler for later, but I can't get around that. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I did Bjornings. Um and then I've got, uh, at the moment, I've got Orofin and Rumil, the latest four-year-old miniatures, which, again, we'll touch on in a bit, um, on the desk. Uh, some may remember I auctioned off um, my Galadrim army. Uh, getting on for two years now. Uh, and they won by Michael Haskell. And he was at doubles as well, and they were available there. So I says to, to Michael, if you pick them up, just give them to me and I will paint them to match what I, you already have from me. And oh, send them to awesome. You. Awesome. So, That's really nice, mate. Um, so I've got those on my desk. They're assembled. I assembled those the other night when I was uh, watching the uh, B-Sign on Sunday. Yep. Uh, which was great. Um, and I also have this week uh, had arrived Bayon because uh, I want to add him so I can do a full Legendary Legion out of the models I've got. And the Blackguard of Mordor, uh, Baradur rather, they um, came back into stock the other day. I can't remember which day it was this week, because obviously they, they go out in September, um, and I did want to pick a few up 
um, before they disappeared. So I had some my Mordor army. So they they arrived today actually. So it came back into stock. So I've got a few bits and pieces kicking about um, to do, and I've bought. Um, apart from that, there's not the hugest amount of stuff I've actually really done. Obviously, I'll, I'll cover doubles later. Um, but it's been a bit dry for me, uh, hobby-wise, in the last couple of months. Aforementioned work, etc. Yeah, yeah. Well, really you've still been you've been chipping away at it, and luckily, a lot of the things you've been working on are relatively low model count. Obviously, you have to get stuff painted for the doubles, but compared to some armies that wasn't you know mass masses and masses of troops and things oh, so no. it kind of fitted it was... in with the way you like to paint which is sort of working on a model or two at a time and uh sort of uh, chipping away at it and you've done a lot of lot of cool character models really haven't you which is just we, 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 yeah. the way i'd categorize your uh your when you're in between army painting that's what you you do don't you, you just kind of work away yeah a noodle about yeah and that's but like that's really enjoyable off. kind of painting isn't it and that's the kind of painting that most of us yeah. enjoy but quite often you I feel like you've got hobbits <laughs> when i'm just noodling about so. they're lovely I've, I've never painted a hobbit and not enjoyed it to be honest with you they're all such characterful models even the yeah. older ones they still they've still got a certain amount of charm to them so I've never, never not had fun painting one of those. And little things like you picking up Norif in a room, or you wouldn't have painted those. Um, no. They look fantastic. You've, you're, obviously, it's a nice thing for you to do for Michael, but also you get to paint them and enjoy painting them. Um, but you don't need yes. them for an army. Yes, so are beautiful as well. Really yeah. pretty. Absolutely. So um, oh. yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty cool. But, uh, we'll talk more about the, the elves later on, so I might have some plans for those. But, yeah, no, I, I've, yeah. Been, I've been following along what, you, what you're doing, uh, <laughs> even though we've uh, yeah. we've not been recording on the podcast. It's been nice to see you chipping away. And uh, as usual, producing some beautiful-looking stuff. Oh, thank you very much. Um, obviously, it, some may be aware uh, that Heresy was released. I've generally abstained, actually. I haven't bought any any of the new heresy stuff at uh-huh. all. Not the books, nothing. Um, but I did um, paint up a white scar. For those who know uh-huh. what that is, it's basically a white space marine. For those who don't, um, <laughs> for my mate Jamie Jamie Fox, um, I've known him forever, and he and he says to me, "I've I've, I've got this uh, event I'm going to, and I need a I need a space marine painted, and you know, would you mind?" So I said, "Okay." So I did that. That 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 was a that was a proper noodle about that one. Um, got to play around with some new techniques, sort of oil filtering and bits and pieces like that. And Andy Wardle of uh, Cult of Paint fame released a a video on painting a Contempt of Dreadnought. Yeah. So some some I get may know this, but basically a big walkie stompy robot. If you don't, and some of the techniques he used for that, and the way he approached um, weathering and chipping and things like that. I really fancy giving it a try. And although obviously I had to condense it down and I couldn't do everything in the same way because of the scale differences, it was really nice just to play around and paint for the joy and, and push myself and try something new. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't paint an awful lot of white miniatures, certainly not within middle earth. There's, I think I've painted about three purely because there's not that many of, I've, I've painted Saruman for the uh, vanquishers yeah. as well as um, Galadriel and uh, Celeborn. And I think they're probably the only white miniatures I've done. I suppose there's Galadriel from the Vanquishers set, but she's not really white, white. I think, so, the, well, that's the thing. I think a lot of the time when you're painting white, it isn't. And once you realise it's not, that's the key to painting white, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I went fully white, white with um, 
Saruman because I painted them almost in the palette in the way that he shines in the scenes yeah. from the movie. I quite like the fact that he almost glows with power. Uh, all of all of them do. All of Anquish is almost uh, almost luminescent at that yeah. scene, and I wanted to really bring that across because it's such a dingy paint scheme otherwise. Um, and then Celeborn and um, Galadriel, I was mecking about with metallic whites and things, and they yeah, are very ethereal and white and all that, you know. I suppose a better I mean, way to put it is about when you realise that you're sh- you're working out how to shade the white rather than oh yeah white the very high paint the so white and and you that's, paint that's the key yeah <laughs> or well it doesn't have to be grey so to speak because there's different kinds of whites on there there's warm whites there's I recently for um for my YouTube channel did a bit of a review on the newer contrast paints because I use contrast paints quite quite heavily and there's a few new colors that I that I think they'll almost work really well as, as shades for different types of white if that makes sense because you had the apothecary white that's that's in there which is essentially a almost a gray wash um <laughs> so to shade your your white colors but there's a few new ones in there that work very much the same way but ones with a greenish tinge ones with a bluish like kind of a sky bluish tinge to it um, rather nice. than the grey, and the only one it's missing, I suppose, is a kind of a milky kind of um, ochery version of that. But then you do have like your skeletal horde type colours and things, which you could do that with. So again, they're kind of ways of shading white, which you might have to tidy up afterwards. But you could do different kinds of of whites using those. And I've not, you know, I've only, I've only played around with it, splashing over a white zenithal primed model, you know, but. Yeah, it's for me. I, the first time I played with them, I thought these are ways of shading white rather than what can I do with this odd, odd watery color, so to speak. Oh yeah, I mean it's all stuff for your toolbox, isn't it? Um, I mean, when I did the the, the space marine, I actually started with incubi darkness uh-huh. and brought that up into whites through. I can't. I still, unfortunately, think in old colors. I yeah. think it's called Ulthwan Gray now, but it used to be Elf Gray. Yeah. I know it's elf grey. I always think of it as elf grey. Like um, it'll always be bleach bone to me. I don't know what screaming skull is. <laughs> it'll always be bleach bone, and which is a complete pain in the backside. Like I, I, I need to get uh, a decent paint to do these uruk skin, and all I can think of is the old. Um, it's not space wolves grey. It was the other one uh, that we used to use, grey hunter or something. Used to, I think it's called nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I need that colour. Bleach bone. I tend to think I think I've moved on from that now, but that's using other other ranges. For me that's a model colour, so that's gonna be dark sand or buff now. Yep. Um, yes, yeah. But it, I mean I, every the, everything is how on earth I can use um ice yellow in everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Oh dear. But, but yeah, you. that's that's kind of a roller coaster without accompanying pictures which makes a very difficult guide through what i've been up to so a bit of this a bit of that a bit of the other um working quite a lot um but generally enjoying my hobby when i've had the chance to get to it i had a small hobby slump but for the most part it's been quite joyous and i'm on a a real hobby buzz after um doubles yeah um i in all you know again we're looking behind the curtain on this one um you know as much as you, you you've already alluded to we were recording and I, i've already recorded the section with chris and i can't honestly remember if i did thank everyone who i saw at doubles i think i did but if i didn't i'm taking this opportunity everyone who's at doubles both uh, organizers attendees etc and all the staff of Warhammer World stars first ever Warhammer World event that i attended as a you know to play amazing so 
that was great. I think you did. Really I've listened cured. to it today. I think you did. there was definitely some thanking. There's a lot of apologising for not remembering anyone's names. But I yes, suppose, you know. Um, you, in, but you, I very much went as an attendee. You, you and internet was celebrity involved. and, uh, you know. You just, oh, you don't know. even start. I, I, still, I still remember who people are in a beefy today. <laughs> Oh dearie me! But um, no, it was um, you. Definitely thank people an awful lot. We're very well, gracious. It was. That. It's worth thanking. Of course, I'm editing because... it, so I can you know I can cut all that out and add some sift through oh, our yeah. podcasts and and put some put some, <laughs> put some insults in instead and, and all that. Was well, be... well, when Chef left South Park, fantastic. <laughs> Loving it. That's the, the last episode you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> oh, but uh, on that note, when you know after you've got in your month's worth of ripping me what have you been up to um well i've been building some some stuff for that campaign we've been talking about the panzer fours for the scouring two which happened in the 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 newfound chapter that that's just been discovered that tolkien wrote now um now I've been. Uh, uh, what else have I been building? I'll be able to build some Normandy fifteen mil houses today. Um, I have been doing some Middle Earth stuff, but nothing for Middle Earth strategy battle game. Um, I've still been working away at the the, the ten mil stuff for for Battle of Five Armies. I have nearly painted all of the orc infantry now. The wargs need basing. The warg riders just need basing as well. So won't be too long. I've just got to paint the heroes, and I'll have done the uh, the evil contingent. Um, so to speak. So there's been lots of Mid- Middle Earth has not disappeared from my radar, but in terms of 28 mil, I haven't done any any modelling or painting for that. Spinning too many hobby plates in many ways. Um, so it's just been and as I've been, you know, I've not been at any events or anything like that, I've not been able to. Um, I, I've just not. Either you lose that kind of um, drive to finish off your your, your projects because you're not using the models. Um, so I think I was trying to think back to the last time I was producing a lot of middle earth stuff and it was when we were doing all of the, um, the, the narrative campaign and reviews and things for the podcast during the pandemic. And there was a real kind of drive to get stuff done because we needed it for, for the podcast. Um, and I suppose where that's pivoted recently is I've been doing a lot of stuff for my YouTube channel. I've needed stuff for the channel, which hasn't been middle earth. Um, so those, well, those, those things are kind of won over. You are getting a lot of stuff um, from Warlord as well. Well, I've got is... a bit of stuff from Warlord, not not loads and loads, but it's definitely helped a little bit. So I've done some review game, stock. Uh, and... wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> and I wouldn't expect to get anything middle no, earth. No, absolutely not. That's, that that is, would not be my my uh, my comment. It's just uh, you Warlord know, games and Games Workshop are very very different size businesses. I think yeah, I think you've got to be sort of ten thousand plus subscribers to supposedly. I know there are a few exceptions to start get anywhere close to to stuff um on youtube and then our, our youtube channel is, is 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 tiny isn't it really it's our little kind of although i've always called it as our sister to the podcast the podcast is the main thing it's our way of if we need a video channel to put it up whereas i suppose my youtube channel is a little bit bigger at the moment not big but it's a little bit bigger and, and but a very different market um so if i if i put yeah. a if i put a video out of someone of me painting some napoleonic my me painting my napoleonic um british infantry the first tutorial i i did has got like seventeen thousand views but my my recent painting tutorial of painting how to paint wargs in 10 mil um has got less than 500 so there's quite a difference in my audience <laughs> and what they want to see as well but um i am putting some middle middle earth stuff on there in fact i'm planning a a painting tutorial this week for middle earth related um so um I won't, I, won't, I won't i won't announce it because in case it doesn't happen it's just part of a commission but it's just um um it's a way of demonstrating the way i use zenithal highlighting and basically underpainting 
Um, to Dunner Howell always calls it underpainting because he's doing it's kind of zenith or highlight plus. You want to make sure you really pick out certain areas. So, so I use that and contrast in order to base coat because um, I do that for an awful lot from my painting at the moment, and then highlight afterwards rather than sort of work up from mid work from a mid tone or work, work up from a, from a dark tone in more traditional sense. And sometimes it's fifty fifty on a model, sometimes it's more. So I thought, well, this is a normal rank and file. Um, it's going to be a Rohan. I don't know which model yet. It's a very small commission, but um, I thought, you know what, I'll um, I might do a video on one of these, and I'll put that up on um, on Miniature Realms. But I'll share it in the uh, in the in the in the out of the frying pan social media if, if I do if I get round to doing it. Um, just should be something a little bit different, but it's more to demonstrate a particular style of way of painting um, and getting results. Um, and it also lay it's got rambling a little bit now but it kind of when I paint that way it gives people a jump off point so you can say this is how you get this result just by using contrast um, and I believe it's a better result than just using contrast over a plain white um, and now you can move it up another level by then highlighting further so it gives people a jump off point if they don't want to you know continue up to the high level of, of highlighting and things as well it's um works quite well with the smaller scale stuff so i want to show people how i do it with the larger but anyway rambly rambly um that would that's me really um i've got lots of plans but uh, there's no point in saying what they are um when i don't get around to doing them so let's just <laughs> i'm better off just saying what i've done when i've done it um so let's go on to some releases then so rather than talk about the big news first um so we're going to hold you off on a little bit more for that what our thoughts are we want to talk a little bit about the um the things that have come out since we last recorded um and any comments on them really and our own thoughts i know a few of you will be interested in hearing whether we like the miniatures or not and so on so um Dan, do you want to take us through them and then, uh, and then just because I'm more likely to forget one than you are, and then we can both comment on them and, and say what we think. Yes, obviously we're not going to cover all the range rotations because we really will forget all of those. Um, <laughs> so obviously we've had the Dragon Emperor, which is yes. actually a pretty big deal, really, and that, that model is ridiculous. I've got the model as well, not for me. It's for one of my. I'm working on it this month as well. That won't be a tutorial, um, but I've got the model. I haven't built it yet, so I couldn't tell you whether I how much I was swearing on it. My the one I've got had a quick look. Doesn't look like the flash in the kind of the what did you call them the um, what do you call the size of that thing? The, like sunshades, aren't they? They're almost like call it trellis. <laughs> yeah, trellis. I mean, it's, it's trellis, <laughs> but it's um, it's 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 like a it's like a sunshade, isn't it? Or what do they call it? Yeah. Um, but anyway, it doesn't look too bad. I've seen some that look quite you know quite painful to clean up this looks a bit more like warm water and, a, and an old toothbrush might get rid of most of it so that's that's what i'm hoping um but aside from that it looks absolutely stunning and i can't wait to to work on it to be honest with you yeah i hadn't seen it until the actual model in, in person till someone had well i think there were a couple of doubles maybe yep. but yep, yep. um yeah there was there was a few there it is it is a truly stunning looking model really really beautiful um it's nice to see something of scale mm. as well yeah. um it's been a possibly a little while since we've had anything of scale um one of the chaps who was there is um he goes by max minis um yep. m-a-k-s max minis um he had some purple easterlings there and his uh, i believe his dragon emperor actually took icon of legend and he got um uh what's it called of legend as well um warband right okay yeah really really pretty really pretty pretty models um 
he did a phenomenal job on it, showed it off to its best. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get around the um, uh, exhibition, which I figured it would, that, you know, the Dragon Emperor would have been in there. I hope to see some of the more recent models painted up in there, but beautiful, really, really pretty. Yeah, I'm just looking at his, um, find his Instagram. Um, I'm sure I'd seen it, but I wasn't following it, so I am now. But yeah, he's done an absolutely stunning job of that. Very crisp, sort of heavy metal-esque job on that. Yeah, very, yeah, very that's nice. a perfect way of describing it. Really, really nice. Yeah, to be honest with you, would um, would completely be believable as a, as a studio paint job. Hopefully he takes that. If he, I don't think he's listening, but if he happens to be listening, hopefully he doesn't take that as an insult. I can't imagine he would, but yeah, fantastic. Really uh, like that. No, um, we, we don't use that as a slur around here. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's been somewhat uh, in vogue of late to, to slag off the... Um, studio paint jobs which to be fair considering some of those have been painted by Borgia who could paint better than me you know yeah. over his shoulder with his eyes closed um always yeah. mystifies me just, um but no we mean that very much as a as a compliment oh he's got some they're carnosaurs aren't they they all carnosaurs yeah. i'm not looking at his instagram at the moment so i'm looking but, at uh, his he, um basically i'm looking at his army he's, he's for the for the for the doubles and he's got a couple of, I think they're kind of, this is my old, my fantasy brain, kind of just trying to switch back into gear. Obviously, I don't have the riders on there. Um, he's using them as drakes, I think, but he looks like these uh, old carnosaur models just um, based up separately. Really cool. Same green as as, as the uh, the effigies on the side, the dragon effigies on the side of the uh, palaquin. Really, really oh, nice. Oh, the, um, they're cold ones. They're cold ones, are they? Yeah, they do oh. dark elf Cobons from Cobon. Oh yeah, console was the larger one, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the that's um the, 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 upright stuff. I mean, that was that was my weapon. life for years. That fantasy game, and for some reason, too many other things have pushed it out. They weren't carnosaurs, They were croxigors. I'm thinking of. Oh, I don't even know what a carnosaur is anymore. Carnosaur was the large thing now. Definitely, the, yeah. Carnosaur was the large beastie. Because I'm thinking croxigors, the ogre-sized ones. Carnosaurs were the ones with the yeah. They oh, were they always had the skin candlers. They used to spit at things, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the that's the badger right well, uh, yeah either way his stuff's great so um shout out to to max minis he is uh, uh underscore m-a-k-s minis underscore on instagram definitely recommend anyone goes on a look at his stuff it's very cool so um moving on we also got some um, dale commanders which was the um Hornblower, um, the, the the new commander himself, like a captain, and then the banner bearer, I believe. Yeah. We also got the um, uh, Windlance. Yes. In resin as well. I, I nearly bought those, and I thought. Um, I was surprised you didn't. It was the first time I thought, I'm not just going to get these. These are Forge World miniatures, so they're not going anywhere. It's not going to be something that's likely to disappear too quickly. Um, so I thought they're going to. Hell, that's all my yeah, I don't know. I I just thought I don't. If I buy them, they're going to sit in a blister. I've done that a lot in the last eighteen months, picking up stuff that just sits in blisters. And I thought I'm going to be good and and, and not purchase it because I, I, it's very easy to have an idea and purchase a project um, and then not even start the project. I don't mind if I was going to make a start on it, but. Um, no, we've had this discussion before. Sometimes the money's better off in our pocket, and you know, it's, it's probably it's just difficult. I really want, and I, I love the idea because I'm still sitting with um, it's a couple of new dwarves um, that I uh, in their blister. Well, no, just out of their blister because I had a little look at them. But um, 
thinking, you know, when, I think probably on the last show when I said, well, I'll just paint those and I'll add them to my, my and I'll paint my last warband of Iron Hills, which will finish off my Iron Hills, and I've done none of it. And it's, it's there's, a, there's a danger of adding, well, I'd love to add a couple of, a very small um, a contingent of, of Dale to that. So that means my, mm. my Iron Hills can be used in two eras. That was the plan. But again, I don't own the Dale yet, so... I want to buy them when I want to do it. You know, that, that I want to paint them now sort of thing. Go to this. I know there's always a risk. Those things won't be available, but they, they knew where uh, there's a good chance they will be. So I just thought, well, I'll wait. I've not even painted the doors yet. And if I do want to add the day part, then I'll go and do that straight after I've just painted the doors because there might be some momentum there for that project, if that makes sense. So that's why I didn't do it. I, I re- really close to buying it. And I just thought, no, I've got a lot of projects on at the moment. So, you know, just don't spend money on things that are going to sit collecting dust. So we didn't. It's a shame, but um, trying to be more sensible, which, which which would be ridiculous if you knew all the other stuff from all the other systems I spent money on recently and how many models are in the, in the room I'm sitting in now. But in terms of Middle Earth and what I'm working on in Middle Earth, I thought I can just they can wait until a slot opens up. Yep, more than fair. So um, we also got uh, the Bjornings and Grimbjorn, oh, uh, <laughs> really which I could attest to are stunning. Ridiculously yep. lovely models, <laughs> beautiful models. Yep. Um, very much enjoyed painting those. Um, a wee bit fiddly, yeah. If I'm honest, they are fiddly models. I think some of that was because I built made a rod for my own back. Um, as is usual in this thing, um, there's somewhere Chris Murphy's just saying, I'll oh, just you know, wash it and dry brush it, mate. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, they they were they are stunning models. They really, I, really, I really struggle. So having just talked about the Dale Commanders, I really struggle with those because they just looked awesome. And I, I've painted, I don't own him, I've painted um, Bjorn and Bear twice now, um, both for the same client, actually. Hello, hello, Duncan. Because um, <laughs> uh, he lost them. Um, so I painted them once and he lost them and I... I he couldn't, I don't know what he's done with them. I don't know how he's lost them, but he asked me to do them again. And I wanted to make them exactly the same, and they weren't, obviously, because the individual character models are never quite the same. And I don't know which one I prefer, but I really enjoy painting them both times, and I really like the way they came out as well. Um, so if he ever finds the, the double set, I'll, um, I'll I'll buy them back off him, so I've got them for my own collection. I really like them. Um, but, um, yeah, God knows what he did, but he, he sent me a message. So, Can you paint me another Beyond a Bear, please? Why? I've lost the other ones. Okay, but uh, yeah. So Duncan, if you're listening, um, yeah, if you do find them, I will, uh, I will purchase your doubles off you. Um, in fact, he's recording his own podcast tonight for Flames of War called Scoot and Shoot. So if you happen to be, if you happen to like Flames of War, um, go and check them out. Um, anyway, bit of weird tangent, tangential pl- plug there. Sorry, back to back for you talking about the uh, Bjornings and well, stuff. Well, I'd imagine they've been covered pretty well. Um, mm. I'd imagine there's there's numerous uh, other people uh, within the YouTube and uh, podcast sphere, and they're all over Instagram, etc. So it all speaks for itself. The the, the sculpts are beautiful, very cool, and they're very good in game. Actually, Um, surprisingly good. I expected them to be a lot more fragile than they actually are. Um, So they were very good. Um, And then uh, we've had a couple of range rotations. one notable thing is uh, Far Harad coming back, so we're getting camels. Nice. There's a lot of people that wait for those, and so it's never repealed. Um, no, I don't, the idea of buying them metal camels 
makes me break out in just well, in, just in general that the, the whole faction doesn't appeal that much to me um maybe if it was something that came out new um just because of the new style i quite like the new style of sculpts and then i can imagine i look at it and think hey that's cool and maybe maybe like it but in terms of really being into the faction it's just one of those i'm safe from there's no there's there's not even a twitch on my finger on, on the uh, on the buy button with those but um i'm glad for all the people that uh Waiting, so waiting on it. Yeah. I'm sure it was wasn't it like a couple of months before we first started the podcast that the last time they you might even remember then because you only just getting into it. I'm sure it was. That's when they dropped off again, wasn't yeah, it? So yeah, so it's, it's been it's been a good couple of years. So um, I'm glad they're back for the people. They that, people off that at want the same them. time as um, breaking the fellowship. Oh, I don't know. It was really irritating because I think Breaking the Fellowship finished up being on the MTO literally a month or so before I picked the game up. (laughs) Um, Got mine in the end, obviously, but uh, yeah, that was a a bit of a blow. But um, yeah, I mean, that's cool. It's it's quite interesting, actually, because it was mentioned over the weekend, the other weekend, that um, Bjornings are are kind of like the good version of the half trolls. Yeah. Which I thought was quite interesting. I mean, I don't know how true that is. It's probably people spluttering, but. (laughs) I I I have that on, on good authority. They are they fulfil a similar role, which is quite cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are really the the main things we can think of in absentia. If there's anything we've missed, we're really sorry. Um, but yeah, we, we've had a, a pretty reasonable time of it since March, all considered, and then yeah. uh, leading quite nicely into uh, Sunday's preview. Absolutely. So I don't know if you want to uh, to lead with that one, Stu. Well, well, it's not news to anyone. I can't imagine there's any person listening <laughs> to this, this um, that only gets their, their – there may be the odd, actually. There may be the odd person that listens to this because they've known us from previous things. Um, I definitely listen to um, the the odd podcast occasionally from, from game systems I don't play anymore, and I suppose that's the only place I get the news from. from. So it, it is possible. But um, I don't think there's many people that will will, will know not know about the the new releases coming up. So there's a new starter set, um, Battle of Asgiliath, which is everything that it says in the title. Um, so you've got um, new characters for uh, well, new sculpts, I suppose, for um, Faramir um, and Madril and Damrod, um, all in plastic, and um, I think they're rather spiffing. Very nice. Um, yes. And then there's, um, we'll talk about it in more detail in a moment, but, um, and then there's uh, a new, um, um, where is he? Let me find the picture of Thought him, Gothmog. Goth um, with, with a, with a mace. With a mace. Of well, a mace or a, shield. A, or, or a sword. Or I sword. think they're optional, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Which is, apparently, um, there's going to be an update to his profile at the back of that. I swear I've seen it written somewhere. Yeah, can... yeah. Rob's commented um, that um, that it will be added to, the mace is going to be added to his profile. No other changes. So people don't need to worry about their books being invalid, so to speak. Um, so it's all, it's, you know, it's literally just adding the, the change of um, weapon option there. And then there were no other changes because they don't want to invalidate stuff. So that's that's pretty cool. So those are the new miniatures in it. Um, but then you've got um, two forces um, of, um, so you've got your, your normal um, Aranan orcs and you've got a troll and then you've got a mixture of Minas Tirith warriors and um, the, the Minas Tirith um, 
what are they called? Rangers. Rangers, yes. that's the word I'm looking for. Um, and then a few less models, I suppose, in the, in the, that was in the last starter, but they make more sense as, a, as, a, as two kind of defined forces. Um, and then there's some brand new terrain as well, um, which is going to be really, really modular like the... Um, the uh the rohan stuff was um and it looks absolutely fantastic so all the people who are wondering why the osgiliath ruins were disappearing off or getting low a few months ago probably know why now because there's a whole new kit for that and then the final big part of it is there's a, there's obviously a starter booklet in there but there's uh, the new hardback rules manual and for those people that are worried about them there being a rules change it's not really it's a kind of a it's like a 0.5 version, isn't it? It's basically all of the FAQs factored into yeah. the rules, but the actual rules With haven't changed. New images. With new, new images. Photos. Yeah, um, new photos that. Uh, so it'll be laid out a little bit differently in places because they're obviously having to change text, I imagine. Um, and new images that will match all the new stuff that's painted for this release, but you don't need to change your rule books if you don't want to buy a new rule book. You don't have to. You can continue to use no. the last FAQ, which has not long come out. And. Um, and the yes. new and your old rule book will be fine. Um, so, but it's for newer players coming in. It's an absolute nightmare, I think, when you come in and there's you you get your rule book and you're learning to play games and you say, well, it says here I can do this and it's this. Actually, well, that's been FAQ, mate. That's been FAQ. That's been FAQ. And after a few years, as much as these FAQs are needed, they can be incredibly complicated can't they um i can i can definitely remember sitting there with old fantasy books with um like 12 page faqs and i used to cut out the, the particular rules and like put them in the in the pages that it was needed and things it just gets a bit confusing so a really nice way of doing it and i'm glad they didn't feel the need to write a new version of the rules because i think the edition's the best ever isn't it most people would yeah, agree you can't with that. Improve on perfection, as I say. It's a really good um, addition of the rules that works right, and I'm glad they didn't feel the need to change it for change's sake. And I think that um, accusation has been levelled at sort of AOS and 40k and things, and many other rule systems for different game systems, different manufacturers. But because they feel like they need to kind of do a release commercially, um, that's not what's happened here for whatever reason. Uh, maybe that the, the game being a bit smaller, the budget being a bit smaller, that's meant that the the team haven't felt they needed to do that. So that's that's good good for us as a as long as you like the current edition, um, I think most people do. That would would be a good thing. But let's talk a little bit about the um, the models. I think before we move into other stuff, what do you think of the the new um, heroes? I, I really like them. There's been a bit of um, negativity here and there, as is usual. We're not going to find that here. Um, <laughs> want to stress that I'm I'm anti that. Yeah, um, but uh, the the new Faram is really nice. I mean, to be honest, for me, moving models off metal, yeah. you're never onto a loser with me with that one. Yeah, uh, I I really like the new ones. I think the um, likenesses are good. I think people will probably be even more happy with the likenesses when they get hold of the bare plastic because, as is the case with a lot of this stuff, yeah. the sculpts themselves are incredibly good, and it's up to us as the painters to ruin them. So, um, well, they haven't ruined these, but um, oh no, no, not at all. When, but, I know um, you're not saying that, but when when you yeah. when you paint a face to that high level of detail, um, and to that high level of finish, you will almost they're so good they're adding expression that will the uh, little subtle bits of expression that may not be there in the sculpt or it's slightly different in the sculpt, and we all see things slightly differently as well, don't we? So, it always gets me is that one of the most common complaints is 
and comments always seems to be, well, the metal sculpt looked more like the character from the film or whatever. Um, and I'm not always sure that's the case. Um, but that, for me, these are fantastic. And you can, um, if you've got the Mark old ones, you've Legolas. got the old ones. Yeah, that one. That because it's a flawless representation of um, of, 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 of Chappie. Um, of Chappie. For some reason, I can't remember who played Legolas. <laughs> but the second, Orlando, Orlando Bloom. Bloom yeah. that's, that's the one. It's been a long day. Um, but yeah, so um, either way, the sculpts are fantastic. Yeah. Um, I love the new Gothmog. Yeah. However, I won't be getting it because I love my old Gothmog. Right. So I've got no reason to. If I didn't have a Gothmog, absolutely the new one. Um, but my old one's resin. I like it. I've done, I think I've done a nice paint job on it. And it was my Christmas present that I won from Battle Streams. Yes. So I won't yeah, be replacing yeah, yeah. it. It's special to me. I haven't painted mine yet, actually. Um, and I want... So, I've, again, people thinking months and months back, I have a, an unpainted, un, un, unworked-on project. This is another reason why I'm not trying not to buy too many other projects um, for... Um, for, for Faramir anyway and um, I think it was well, the, the legendary legion that was um, really really broken and then not quite as broken um, I really like the, the theme for that so these models will be perfect for that even though I've got quite a lot of them already there's no way I would do that now with the old Faramir sculpts and the you know the old um, Madril and Damrod considering how good these new ones are so th- those three models plus wanting the new Gothmog and would buy the new rule book anyway, so I don't need to carry around loads of FAQs and would want that terrain, would mean that it's out, it would save me money. I don't even know how much it is yet, but even if it's £200, it's still going to save me money. Um, it's not going to be £200. Um, but oh, even, I would highly doubt that. Yeah, but even if it's £150, um, which is not impossible, I suppose, um, it would still save me money on buying those... Um, models and the rule book individually based on all the extra stuff you get with it i imagine so you will i don't imagine you're picking it up because you just don't need anything from it do no, you? only I the rule book be. so you'll grab the rule book when it's available separately with for me because i need or and or want all those four new character sculpts and the terrain um and the rule book we just just yeah it makes sense for me to buy it and then get all the others oh. as essentially freebies so to speak uh, yeah definitely i mean uh, maybe it depends i mean there's been a lot of conjecture about, oh, you know, the first people's people's first assumptions have always been that it's going to go up in price. It, it probably will be slightly more expensive than Pelennor. I don't think it's going to be dramatically. I mean, I think it's about 125. What has been recently I for the even more recent it. sets? Yeah, for, for um, because it's 105 for, or was 105 for Pelennor. Right. Okay. Um, 125 probably is within the realms of what we can expect. Yeah. And a lot of places you can get them from a third party for. Yep. 20 to 25% off. So you're looking at £100 or slightly less. Yeah, yeah, I would expect that. That's pretty reasonable value for the amount of terrain, a book, uh, two armies that I believe are legal um, mm-hmm. because you can Legendary Legion, whereas Pelennor wasn't actually legal because you didn't have a um, uh, a character to lead the Army of the Dead and it's no. only the, in their own Legion where they can't. No, no, it, it was a, a way of kind of almost starting you off on a collection but it definitely wasn't um yeah wasn't a, a, a sort legal of... army set it was it was more about theme wasn't it rather than um and oh yeah and, and it was it... i suppose it was quite speculative wasn't it? it was a relaunch of the game in many ways it was it was this yes. new version and it was in way of getting it out there um but also by reusing as much as existing plastics as they could um and and, and adding that new they 
sculpt really wasn't it that was the which was a stunner which is um, absolutely brilliant and obviously we got later which undoubtedly we're going to get with these because why not wouldn't games workshop want to make more money out of us because yeah. they're business so they're definitely going to release them separately so we'll get it all um, let, let's let's address the comment and like we say we're not negative but i think i don't want to avoid any criticism let's address the why don't they ever bring out new warriors comment which you see quite a lot I think it's been answered many, many times before, isn't it? Is is that because it costs a bloody fortune? <laughs> yeah, probably well, it, the answer. It, it it does. Metal tooling for for plastics is is, is ridiculously expensive. Now I, I get that what people are going to be saying now. Listen to this. If they don't agree with that, if they want new new warriors, is going to be well. Well, they can afford to do it for the other systems. Yeah, Games Workshop, of course, can afford to do it, but Games Workshop is a multifaceted business with many game systems, and it the Middle Earth is exactly. <laughs> it's just make it's 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 sensible economics within the context of their business. Yes, if Middle Earth was on its own as a company, and it made the money it did, it might well be bigger still than some of the independent companies out there who might produce more, but. They have to make those decisions within the context of their own business and there will be a budget that is given to the Middle Earth team and the specialist games team or whoever, does crawl, whoever controls the budget they're going to then goes on to rob. Um, and that budget would be a case of, well, yes, we could do a frame of, of Minas Tooth Warriors and we could do a frame of, of Moran and Orcs, um, but you lose, I don't know, five character models that you'd release in plastic over the course of the year. So it's either or. And because you've got so many factions that all have these old plastic sculpts, it's not. It's. I don't see how you could do it without um, investing more money than they intend to. So that's just the reality of it. It's not. Well, I'd love to see it as well, and I do look at some of the older sculpts and think, oh, they are a bit tired at times. But this I is think the. We all would. This is the. I think, the, I think this is the reality of what we're going to get, and the best that they've made the decision, and it's a. It's it's a, It's going to be a budgetary decision high up in well, in um in in. In GW is not down to the Middle Earth team deciding they don't want to do Warriors. They're um, well, doing the best free. they can to keep their keep the game fresh. Um, with the yeah. with the the resources, it's not just money. Remember, it's the the money means people's salaries, and then but they've grown the team, haven't they? So the team has grown. I know they're looking after blood bottles as well. And but they don't borrow either. Games Workshop fuels its own R and D and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, so, out of its profits. So that's is you know that's that's not so, me saying I think that that's what I want to happen. I'd love for them to to invest more money, but I also get why they made that decision because there will be each, each. I'm guessing each system will have a. It's got to make this much money back. This is your budget. This is this is how much you can afford to spend on salaries. This is the team you've got, and there's a choice there. It's it's multiple projects, multiple books with character models and from Forge World and in plastic across those different books. Or it will be a lot of money and focus into doing new plastics for a couple of factions, um, either or really. And I'd prefer this if I could have to only if I can only have one. I'd prefer what they're doing. I mean, th- the problem won't, won't go away, I suppose, because if we're if we're here in another ten years' time, um, and those those miniatures are thirty years old, um, at some point um, there's going to be another another thing. But I don't know what their long term plans are. But I, I, I get why well. they're doing it. The community can't agree what it wants anyway, um, because you'll have some people say, I want new plastics, and some people just say, bring me back the old metal orcs, the original ones, because yeah. they prefer those. So yeah. no one can win. There's a lot they of nostalgia know what in, they this, want. In, this, um, in this community, isn't there? They do like the older models. Um, Plus, as a community, we do seem to be somewhat price sensitive. 
And if anyone thinks they're getting new warrior sculpts without their costs being brought in line with the other game systems accordingly, oh, so paying thirty-five pound for ten warriors, that's exactly what it then would they're be. a fool. That's exactly what it would be, and then you um, so, you, you build your goblin town army. Then um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, ten ten warriors of Minas Tirith for thirty-seven pound fifty. Wait, yeah. the wailing, the, the the rending of of garments and the gnashing of teeth. Yeah, so there isn't a perfect answer. I, I think that's the reason. Anyway, I think they they've touched on it before, um, many times in previous releases of why they're not bright new warrior sprues. And I think uh, I mean we're obviously quite close to it. We do a podcast on it. We talk about the game a lot. Think about the game a lot. And there will be people that play lots of other systems and come to the game and go to the groups and make those comments. And it's a you know it's a it's a it's it's a, it's not an unfair comment to ask the question. Um, but um, I, I understand. There's a way of asking it, though, well, it or a way of stating it. I don't think yeah, the, the some people are negative. Of, some you can't say anything not. nice. Don't say anything at all. It's a hobby. None of us are paid to do this. Well, some of us are, <laughs> and they're not allowed to talk to us about it, which is fair enough. But um, people, you know, people moaning about people on the internet isn't a new thing. It's not. It's not just. It's not just hobby. It's not just. It's what well, no. it's, 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 it's hobbies. It's hobbies of, you know, my wife does geocaching, and there'll be people that be rude in Facebook groups about finding stuff in the in wilderness. That's what people complain about anything and everything, um, and it's just just way of life, unfortunately. But um, yeah, um, I'm I'm happy with their explanation. Yes, I would love new warriors, but uh, just thought would address it because it's probably one of the only complaints I've. That, seen about it not complaints but you know the people say the same well, things and they said the same things with the last starter i don't think you're going to see a starter with uh with, with all new warriors it's not 40k or ios it's no. and it's never going to be and a lot of those same people are also the ones who go print to go brewer so if they're not buying models to invest in the company they can't complain when the company doesn't invest back no, um, no. So something to think about on that one we're moving on from the negativity because mm. It is worth pointing out there is a scenario book included in this Battle of Skidiaf, and as was mentioned on the stream for those who saw it, uh, it is the esteemed Dan Entwistle's first published work. Fantastic. Within the, which, so, well done, Dan, if you yeah. are listening. Um, it's a big deal, and it's really nice to see that the team's grown, that your work is now translated into the releases we are receiving. So, well done, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, I, I don't know what it feels like, but it must be... You know, he's obviously been working there a while, doing some FAQs and stuff in the background, and he's probably working on stuff that we won't see for a long, long time yet. But yeah, that's that's really, really yeah. cool, isn't it? And I think the cool thing is it's a scenario book, so when you pick it up, hopefully we can play through those oh, because you've yes. got some bits and pieces, and I've got loads of I'll have to order. definitely do some painting. I'm glad I'm glad it's not out. To, this is a crazy thing to say, but I'm glad it's not out to December because I there's no bound for, it for painting up um, playable-sized um, armies of it. Of of um, ministers, you've got your orcs done, haven't well, you? I've, so, I have many order, many, 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 many. So it'll be me that will have to um, paint up a lot of ministers and stuff. So um, yeah, maybe I should be smart and start painting the old bit that I've got in when I have some time because that might be a good thing to do. But I should focus a little bit more about. I don't know. Who knows? I've got so much to paint. I've heard Steve's done a really good uh, <laughs> tutorial on painting ministers. The any, steps is, there any, is there any edge highlight in it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a really simple uh, step at the end. Oh, right. Just, so, just yeah. casually go around and highlight everything. Yeah. First of all, you're private black, and then you just, um, and then you just, and then you highlight all the edges. Then you just paint it. <laughs> and you just paint it. Just do it. Yours just paint draw, it. Yeah, paint, paint the owl. Paint the owl. 
Uh, right, so, let's 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 move on. So there are other part other things being released, and some of them before the the um, the new starter, aren't they? So we're, we we've seen the introduction, and people have been asking us for a long time of um, basically starter armies, um, and they are called battle hosts, and we've got four of them, haven't we? Yes, we do. We've uh, got Isengard, uh, Mordor, which can also be used for Angmar, which yep. is pretty cool. Uh, Minas Tirith and Rohan. Obviously, we've got the plastic heroes. Um, for each, so we've got Saruman and Grima, um, the Witch King of Angmar, uh, Gandalf the White, and Aemir, I believe, are the four yes, that are included. Yes, Aemir one, which is which is smart because a lot of people will potentially have those. picked up Pelennor. Um, and this, if you've got Pelennor and you want to do Rohan, I know Pelennor's not available now. It's obviously going to be out of production, but I'm sure there's boxes kicking around at Independence and stuff still. If you're suddenly looking at this and you're thinking, I really want to do Rohan, picking up Pelennor and then buying that battle host. Will give you a real, real good starter, won't it? On, on to all the well, of... if you split it and someone else gets the Mordor box, you've got um, oh, Witch God, King yeah. on Fell Beast foot and mounted. You've got more Moranans than you could possibly know what to do with yeah. um, Mordor orcs, troll, and wild riders. Yeah, that's, that's a they are brilliant. Mordor force. Now, I've it's one of those things where I'm looking at it going, oh, I've uh, I've already uh, I've already got all of that. <laughs> I have to say, for the first time ever, Minas Tirith, I actually looked at it and went, hmm, an army that's previously never interested me at uh, all. Okay, which is odd then, if you're looking at that and you're not looking at the new starter. But, um, but um, yeah. Yeah, I, I like the actual Minas Tirith bit. I don't, right. I don't want to do Osgiliath, I want to do... I always find it a little bit too clean and pristine. I quite like the more dirty down kind of mix. Um you see, I, I, that's the one thing I really love about I, I, I really fancy doing it because it, I trying to do that in my style, I think, could be fun. Yeah, yeah. I think you'd be perfect to do it because you paint very clean and neatly. I think you'd do it. I think you'd be good. Would you edge highlight them? <laughs> I would definitely edge highlight them. <laughs> uh, no, I think you. I think that'd be a cool thing to 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 do. Definitely. Um, again, I've got maybe, maybe next year. The only thing I haven't got, I haven't got mounted knights. I haven't got. Have I got any mounted ministers? don't know i've got any nights but i've got everything else i've got it's, it's, those boxes aren't for me just purely because i've got all the characters that are in them definitely and i've got an awful lot of the the um the troops i think no i don't have i suppose i don't have the um i just want a decent lsr that would that would make me pull the trigger on minister <laughs> very quickly i think yeah and i uh, do sort of black gate era sort of you know men of the west kind of style would be very nice um nice sort of plastic boromir and do that kind of but lsr is the one i want i want a decent lsr model well they're, they're, those are ones that you imagine will hopefully make it into the rotation at some point because they would be i reckon up. if they were to do lsr you'd end up in forge world resin because we've already got um three hunters plastic yeah that's true well yeah I, I just thought i was thinking i said plastic i just I'd, mean you i'd like really. to i'd love a, a forge world lsr be nice wouldn't it that would be, be really, nice. really nice. Really nice, especially if you um, do the same with the Boromir, couldn't you? You could pose him a bit like, well, I suppose the same as the metal version now. Just kind of modernise it and uh, do a foot and mounted version. It'd be really cool. But um, yeah, we will. We will see. Mate, it's not. We're not the first people to say that we'd like to see that. Um, no, so, so we're just wishlisting at this point. We so. are wishlisting. <laughs> and then, so after the battle hosts, um, we have some some 
well, we're talking about Forge World. We'll move on to some Forge World models. So, who have we got first? We have um, the, the do, arguably do. my favorite model in forever, and possibly the one that might knock Thranville off my list as best model ever uh-huh. is Glorfindel. Yes, that model is ridiculous. He is rather cool, isn't he? Um, yeah, I was this, they got me quite excited, and I'll talk more about it the, uh, when we've discussed the other elves, which there may be, but um. Yeah, that's a really, really nice miniature. Absolutely ridiculous. The painting on that horse is absolutely... So cool. If you, if you haven't had a close look at this miniature and had a close-up of the, the white horse and all the individual brush strokes on that, like the hairs on the brush on the horse's body, it's just insane. Yeah. That's, that that's, horse that's is just top draw. absolutely incredible. So, yep, fantastic miniature um i don't know who painted it i think it was i'd love to know i think it was boha wasn't it i think i don't know i'm sure he he said it on his on his instagram let me check his instagram Uh, i'm pretty sure he posted on his instagram and just said something i've done recently it wouldn't surprise me if it was because yeah his work's absolutely phenomenal but uh i know he did elrond I definitely know he did Elrond, but I don't oh, know. Oh, it was Elrond. Yeah, it was Elrond. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'd be interested. I mean, Elrond, again, absolutely re- beautiful. Yeah. We're kind of getting ahead of ourselves there, but. Uh, well, we. we yes. Well, yeah, we've gone to, to Elrond now. We might as well slightly out of yeah. order, but we can, we'll skip back to the others in a moment. So, yeah, the next character, Forge or character model, will be the new Elrond. Oh, well, uh, he's plastic. Is he plastic? Elrond, oh, he is, Elrond he? is plastic. Everyone is again. Imagine that is. Well, that says something um, about the quality, actually, because it was the facial yeah. sculpt that just made me guess. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, how it's not been that was it October we got the Witch King. Uh, so he'll be so. the next plastic min, like uh, character, won't he? Yes. So yeah, it'll. So we're probably looking about a year between, which is pretty still pretty cool. One one a year. I mean. I, Hopefully that will pick up over time as the game grows. The game appears to be in growth. Yeah. Um, well, we've got, I suppose we've got four new plastic ones, haven't we, coming up with the release. Well, yeah, there they're is all going to be individual that. boxes. And yeah, there's no way they're not going to sell them individually. So that's just too, I mean, much, if too much sensible money to be made there. the usual, and this is obviously speculation based on um, how they act with the model boxes for the other game systems. Yeah. It seems to be roughly three to four months after releasing, you know, the 40K and the Age Sigma, where they put a new model for each faction in yeah. each box, it's usually three to four months you get those models released separately. So you wouldn't be surprising to see if we, we get a Christmas release for um, Skiliath, probably March, April time, we're getting the, the Rangers and, and Gothmog separately. Yeah, it makes sense. So hopefully we would get Elrond before that. I would, yeah, I hope so too. I hope so too. In some ways, in other ways, it might be quite distracting. Um, I mean, it's uh, Glorfindel's this this Friday. We can yeah, him. so I, I think we yeah, I think we might see Elrond sooner because of because of what you said. Because yeah. Glorfindel coming, it seems to, to make I, sense. I'm I'm, I'm going to be good because I haven't got space in my calendar to paint him at the moment. <laughs> but I will get him before Christmas. I think he's going to be my. I've decided this year I'm going to take uh, the week between Christmas and New Year off. Yep. 
I think that's going to be my project. That's going to be my Christmas present to myself is to paint Glorfindel during that period. Oh, that'd be a lovely thing to have. I, I will get him. Again, I won't get him right now. I might get them all together, actually, all the new elves. Somewhere. So in that in that, in that that um, Elrond box, you get a banner bearer as well, don't you? And it's um, it's a three-pack, yes, isn't it? Which is, it seems a yes, bit random, it's, but it's, it's, it's so they could... I'm guessing the way it fits well, on the sprue. It's Elrond See, Elrond was at the time of... Um, uh, the, the the fighting against Sauron at Mount Doom, he was the herald of Gilglad. Yes, so as an order elf. So um, he is that is Elrond with Gilglad's banner, but can also be used as a generic. Yep. Um, which I think is a really cool little addition. Absolutely. I, I don't see how that could be bad. I mean, no, it's a it's an extra. So, so with those that box set, and as you say, then we've got the the um, Glorfindel, and then we've already mentioned Rumel on Orofin as well. Which um, are great models, really, then, really crisp. And then there's one more set, isn't there? So you have got the the new guards of the Gladrum Court. Um, yes, and they um, are four dwarf models, aren't they? I believe they are, and they do seem a lot nicer than the. I, I have less than fond memories of the yes. Citadel resin ones. Um, they the undercuts and stuff weren't too bad, but getting those pikes straight, yep. was a nightmare. Yep. yep, yep, um, yep. So, I think the four twelve ones will probably be better for that. Well, the new um, all the new four twelve, you know, standard miniatures they're incredibly well engineered now, aren't they? Yeah, um, and if really the scale mail on those is as well sculpted and cast as it is on the Rumil and Orofin, people will be very happy. Yeah, it's it just screams out for an oil wash. Exactly, and it can be a little bit hard to pick out when it's a little bit shallower on the plastic. The details sometimes, so um, they it's will just paint up so crisp. I mean, they're nice. They're my least favourite out of any of the Elf releases, I think. Um, but they're obviously they're kind of the regular troops rather than characters. But um, I like them all. And you know, I painted up um, the stuff for Helm's Deep, and nice. So I painted Haldir, and yeah. I painted up like twenty four Gladrim, um, and um, a standard and a, and a captain and a musician anyway. So I've got them sitting there without much use, really, without playing Helm's Deep. Um, I think I'd already picked up Galadriel and the and the um, the mirror, and I did pick up the old metal Elrond, which I haven't painted yet. Um, so for me, picking up all these new ones is a really nice kind of way of get those get all these nice character models painted, and then I've got a little faction to pay without actually having to kind of go through the bulk of. You don't really need many elves, are they? Exactly, they're so expensive. Um, yes, I'd need a couple of packs of the um, Gladrum Court, um, but um, apart from oh, I've got, I haven't painted the one. The things I haven't painted is the cavalry, and I got those. I think I selected them as the prize when I through battle streams. Um, the time we both won at the same time, didn't we? Um, yes. So, so those are sitting in a box. I've got six of those sitting in a box. Um, so I could potentially buy all the new, you know, buy Elrond, buy um, all these new bits um, and not have to paint an awful lot of models. And then suddenly I've got a whole playable army. Um, so that would be tempting just because I've because I've got a start to it. And it's not adding, oh, I need to add another two or three large war bands. Um, it's actually adding the fun, it's doing the fun stuff, basically. So that's why it um, appeals. Um, it's because I, well, I've never I've never really played elves before in, well, not for a long time. I think the last time I played elves in any game system um, would have been a long time ago in fantasy, a long, long, long time ago in fantasy. So um, yeah, it's quite a tempting little mini project. Um, but I am also aware that uh, 
paintings and stuff for the new starter might be uh, good for us to play some games be good content as well but um well, now well, now we're not pandemic i can always um, yeah well that's the thing and now we're not pandemic i do need to paint both sides um <laughs> so you can actually, many more you can actually come well i'm all set up for recording battle reports here now um i have and a multi, multi-camera i've got uh um steve will be steve will be pleased i've got um three 4k cameras so i can all set up i can set one top down and uh, a couple of different angles and it's all lit properly so um and we can always do a few and stick them up on the um, on the channel as well. Um, so that would be fun. Well, we can work through record the narrative campaign. Very helpful. Just you've got to edit the, the things and get them on on the internet. Hey, hey Steve. Hey, <laughs> I'm on hand, Steve. Oh yes, he's, I forgot. I forgot <laughs> about that. I teased him about that. Doubles. He's, he's, apparently, he's he's on it. He's he's doing it in the next couple of weeks. It's, apparently, yeah, so. edit, editing is painful. Uh, yeah, editing. Oh, I, I don't blame I haven't him. edited a battle busy. report yet. Editing a painting video is painful enough, let alone can't even imagine what um, battle report's like. I've already planned out how I'm going to do battle report, not just for Middle Earth, how I'm going to do some some battle reports, and um, they're going to take quite a lot of work, but hopefully they'll make something that's quite enjoyable at the end to watch rather than like two hours of quite... I, often find, I love battle reports, but I often find I switch off halfway through. I realise I've not watched 20 minutes of it because you kind of... It loses its uh, loses its pace. So you, so yeah. The key to editing just, out pitch you, bits you don't really need to see um, is the way to go, maybe. But anyway, I've got some ideas for that, and uh, we're set up. I, so I completely we do do agree that. with you. I've, yeah. I've had this discussion actually today. We would um, me and the, the the local boys, my my, my sort of local group, were discussing Warhammer Plus. Yep. And we were saying, you know, I, I we were saying what we've been watching, and none of us have really been saying the battle reports. Yeah, because I've not watched just the battle reports, but that's mainly because I'm not playing the systems they're doing battle reports for. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, but even so, I, I used to quite enjoy just watching any old thing, but yeah. no, it's, There's um, so much on YouTube yeah. of systems and games that I would rather watch, if that makes sense, that I probably wouldn't switch to them. As much as the the really high production levels are there through Warhammer TV, you can get that in other places, whether that's Beast of on tabletop they're called now, aren't they? Um, they do very, you know, multi- multiple camera angles, really high quality miniatures and terrain and stuff, stuff that looks good. That's always important when I watch about a report is that it, that it looks quite good. And that's not knocking anyone that does about a report and they've, haven't got the money or the equipment to do really high end stuff. That's, that's absolutely fine. Um, but it's just the, what will make me sit and watch a whole thing will be, visuals are quite important um for someone that's really tournament minded it might not matter as long as it's viewable actually something quite basic and top down and and to see good tactical play might be what entices them in um for me who who's very much a kind of a visually narrative kind of person funnily enough with painting and, and not going to events and stuff anymore um the, the idea of the table looking nice and the miniatures looking nice and then it well edited and well lit um, is for me is more important um, to keep me interested, but we all watch things for different reasons. Oh yeah, I mean, I I can let go some of that stuff as long as I find the um, the host engaging. Yeah, well, that's in, that's important as well. There's, I suppose yeah. there, there's little key things that kind of keep you watching. Obviously, if they can be look really really gorgeous, but if the the people doing it are really boring and dull, you switch off anyway. So it needs to be it needs to be a mixture of all those things, I suppose. But um, yeah, we'll see. I've not done one yet, so um, we will see how they go. And I can't imagine the first one will be Middle Earth, I don't think. I think the first one will probably be, end up being something or other. But we don't know. I did think the other day that all the stuff we did before, all of the, the um, 
stuff we did for, for uh, during the lockdown would be now would be a perfect video series. But um, yeah, maybe we'll return to that stuff. I've still got all the stuff, so might make some nice videos. Definitely be very good. Definitely be very good. Get some I've, stuff up. It'd be nice to put some stuff on the channel, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I suppose I stick everything up on on my channel rather than on that one. And um, I, I don't have the kit to do it, and no one wants to watch me. I, I, <laughs> so. I, I would disagree. Then I think people are, do like to watch you and um, would like to see some painting videos by you. Well, I'm sure I'd watch Carl painting does videos from the bushes, you. but. <laughs> <laughs> But um, uh, I, yeah, that's that's up to you whether you want to do it because you've got to enjoy doing it. I've I found it starting a, a YouTube channel and, and, and doing it. It's quite addictive, and I it's I really enjoy it. And that's part of a hobby in itself. But it is also a time sink. Producing videos definitely um, takes up more. You know, the amount of time I produce doing a painting video for something or other, I could have painted a lot of other stuff. But it's a choice I make and one I don't regret. But uh, yeah, it definitely. Um, Definitely takes your time away, but I would still love to see you do painting videos. I think you'd be perfect at it. And uh, so say you don't like to be on camera, well, you can keep yourself off camera mostly with those. You just have the miniature on there. But yeah, maybe if I get the kit, but that is definitely a future project, if at all. So uh, you just need yes. a good, good, a good arm for your um, to hold your phone, mate. That's all you need. Your phone's good enough. Yeah, I've spent a lot of money on nice kit, but I could get away with doing an awful lot more just on my phone and your painting lamp's good enough you really, oh yeah you, that, really, you really could just do it with your phone um and you would produce some really really nice stuff. there's some people out there that are, are, have been doing it for ages there's a oh, what's the, what's the what's the channel called he just does painting tutorials and i've mine's gone blank and um what is his name How to paint oh dearie me I wonder if it will bring it up by doing a search like that. Um, Sonic Sledgehammer Studio. I don't know if you've... Yes, uh, I've, yeah. I've heard of uh, him. Um... Really nice, nice, really, really engaging guy. Talks really nice. He does loads of 40K, does bolt action, does um, stuff. And they're basically 15-minute videos where he paints a model to a good tabletop but using very simple techniques, very standard, normal techniques that most people would follow. And is got 54,000 subscribers and he was on Twitter recently just asking people about what um, cameras they use because he's been doing it on his phone for God knows how many years he's been doing that channel. So you, you definitely don't need to have lots and lots of expensive kit. It can help you. Um, I mean, I've got new mics for my, when I do videos, so I've got, you know, we use, um, I use a Rode mic for this. Now I'm talking through a Rode mic for podcasting. Um, but I've got Rode wireless um, lapel mics for uh, for, the, for the video recording stuff, and I've got two. So if you're coming for a battle report, we'd have a mic each, so to speak. You don't need to, but it just means that you never have to worry about the sound quality then. It's all sorted. <laughs> but you, you don't have to do those kind of things. I just like to have nice stuff. I think Steve suffers from the same thing. Must have nice stuff to do it. And it does help with the quality, but you, there's a lot of people that... that uh, just light stuff well. I think if you're doing videos, that's the most important thing. Getting it, getting it lit right. Um, it's when it's a when it's a dull, grainy video. It's hard. It doesn't always need to be. It doesn't have to be 4K. Most people aren't watching it in 4K. I mean, watching it in in much lower resolutions. But it's about getting the lighting right. And and as long as the audio is non fuzzy and it's loud enough. Again, that's all that really matters. So we don't need to spend lots and lots and lots of money. It's about you if you want to do it. 
Um, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Don't be forced into it. I'm not trying to say that, I mean, we talked about it before, I'm definitely not trying to put any pressure on you to do it. It just comes down to if you will get enjoyment for doing a tutorial. Um, and you don't need to talk while you're doing it either. You can, you can just paint and then add some voiceover afterwards, speed bits up and just say, then I added this paint, then I did this for this reason and, and away you go. But I imagine that you, it would be very, very popular if you did it. I mean, you get lots of views. We, we shall see. I think people will be constantly going, why is he doing it that way? <laughs> no, <laughs> well, no, hey, no. Why would he do that to himself? But believe me, from the tutorials I do for the stuff I do, people like them and they appreciate them. And you don't get, you know, you don't get negative comments about painting videos. I know you hear you hear people talking about that, and you know, you'll get loads of negative comments. I've not, maybe it's because I'm not big enough yet, but I don't tend to see negative comments. I'm more likely to get a negative comment when I review a game system by a company that people don't like. Yeah, you dirty shill. Exactly. It'll be <laughs> I I can guarantee that if I do something to do with Warlord Games Epic, there'll be someone on a go that doesn't like them. So we'll make a point of commenting, oh, I don't like this, I wouldn't buy this. Oh, that's nice to know. This isn't an Amazon review, by the way. This is just me. I bought the stuff and done a video on it. doesn't bother me in the slightest. But for the painting videos, you know, you know, never had a, a nasty comment. Never, never had a nasty comment. Um, in fact, I don't have many nasty comments. I tell you, for a laugh, I say, if you go to my channel, Dan, and anyone else wants to do this, Minute Trials, and look at the intro video, the channel intro, which is the first video I did, sort of, it's going to be 18 months ago now. And it just tell, it says at the time what I'm going to put on the channel. Probably should take it down now because it's not as relevant anymore. And then there's some comments on there. There's one guy basically having a moan at me because on my 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 logo for Miniature Realms there's an airbrush and he couldn't find the airbrush tutorial that he wanted on my channel and because there's an airbrush in my logo I'm misrepresenting my channel and it's an hilarious argument that I have with him on there so it's worth a look guy as you can imagine will, the guy uh, is a complete I, utter I, I, <laughs> I will avail at some point that's uh, just just that's, you that's, don't, don't need to watch the video the video is boring it's just, but it's but read the comments on it some guy's really quite angry that I've got an airbrush in my logo and there's you know not enough airbrushing on my channel and why would I put an airbrush in my logo unless there's loads and loads of detailed tutorials to, to teach you how to airbrush so um, the but it's, first it's... rule is uh, <laughs> never read the comments i never ever read the comments because people it, it actually makes me really sad in my soul how thick people are so i get mostly really good ones i really enjoy and this is not just being kind of cheesy and nice and sucking up to to my subscribers so to speak but i really enjoy the regular subscribers will come back and comment and things it's really nice i don't I, it's a really positive experience for me but um, this one person just it was it was almost so bad you couldn't he's like just like what what are you what are you on um so i enjoyed engaging for a little while with him but um i was a bit rude to him at times but no ruder than he was to me but anyway yeah go go, go and read <laughs> um, it for a laugh it'll make you chuckle um <laughs> i'm quite sure it will but i think um, that's it for the releases anyway isn't it we've well yeah. truly gone off on a huge tangent there but hey hey why not well, we haven't we haven't had the money's worth well. after a couple of months <laughs> And I'm not sure that, that if you strip out the non-MESBG content from our conversation, then they are not getting their money's worth. But uh, So that's all the new releases and announcements. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about what they're doing. I'm glad it's not a new set of rules. I remember yeah, saying to you, we had this conversation a year ago, didn't we? And I said, I really don't want them to do a new edition because this edition is just 
just right. It doesn't need to change. I don't mind them changing yeah, the, the, the updating the army. I'd rather they started updating army books before they did that because the rules are like, I'm glad they're not, all of those books still stay valid and it means they can continue what feels like they're on a path of going through and making this complete game. Um, and I'd like to think that yeah, if something did we happen... We are due one, aren't we? We would have been in the normal... In the normal GW like, way sense. that GW works. We, that's what we were saying last maybe, year. Like, oh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe 2022 would have been the the year when we're going to get a new edition. Do you reckon they're going to do it? And we were, so, oh, I'm so glad they're not. And I'd love to get to the point where... I don't think I'll ever feel 100% complete, but it'd be lovely to get to the point where we do finally get round to, you know, Last Alliance time and agma and all the other things that people feel that haven't been covered yet and re and redone for the latest version it'd be lovely to get through all of those before we got some kind of new edition or heaven forbid gw like you know decide not to carry on with the license at least then i'd feel like we had a a really detailed you know complete system to carry on playing in, 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 for as long as you wanted to, so to speak, at the moment. Oh, you said it now. It's two from out of the frying pan. That's, so that's cool. Might not yeah. renew a license. Oh no, <laughs> the game's dead. Who no? No, I I think it's I think it's in a good place. But who know? We never know what's going to happen in the future, do we? We don't know what's going to be the case in five, ten years' time. But I would be. I love the way this edition is, and I'm really happy overall with all the releases they've done. And if, if I'm not weird myself when I laugh in five, ten years' time, I'll be happy regarding <laughs> the game, whatever. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, I think you'll be safe for not weaning yourself when you love. You're not planning on having kids, are you, Dan? Uh, well, I no, think, I think, no. I think it tends to be the fairer of the sexes that have that problem. Um, if it got to that point, I'll be so I'll, I'll be so rich. Even you know, it doesn't matter how much they charge you for everything you've ordered. I'll be fine. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's most mothers that have to cross their legs when they sneeze and things like that. Um, I yeah, I, I'm I'm happy with where it is. I'm glad they haven't updated the rules, and I'm glad that means we'll get some more books before they do because I feel getting to somewhere near kind of completion and i know completion for me might be different for other people but somewhere near like uh, some kind of completion would be would be fantastic um and i think uh, one other thing we haven't really covered i suppose is there were a few people that i think there were two guesses when there was it going to be last alliance was it going to be this book I every think, time well, people ask for last alliance um what the, uh, i i have a little laugh to myself because it's almost i shouldn't say it but I am kind of glad when it's not because some people are so they, they have this idea in their head that it's definitely going to be. And I've got no idea where they get this from. It's like yeah. people who think you believe in chemtrails. I, I don't understand where they get this idea that it's coming. And every time they're disappointed, I'm like, how could you not have seen the, the fact that this wasn't even on the stars? Uh, but it does bring me a small amount of perverse joy. I'm afraid. I think this time round there would be a little bit more logic to it because of the TV series, which we haven't talked about actually, but I think I can understand why people thought that, well, we we know they haven't got a license to do something up as yet. Um, it sounds like that might not happen. I'm, you know, I've, we've talked about it before. I'm kind of glad in some ways that it, that hasn't happened because I couldn't see it happening in a way that wouldn't disrupt what they were doing for the, for the timeline that we like most and uh, and at the end of the day once all these these tv programs have, have been aired and i've watched them i think i put my heart will will probably still always be within the original books and, and films um, yeah, Pure Jackson. yeah and it, it may well be that someone comes along and remakes those films in the future and i prefer them but it'll still be this timeline for me i think the lord of the rings timeline even more than the hobbit so i, I the, can't see it happening again because i can't see there ever being a, a studio that would leave well enough alone to allow any director to envisage it the same time way. and time and time and technology will 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 change if, if oh, lord of the rings I mean, is still be, 
it's still a popular thing in another 40 years time then you, then they will get remade but god knows what would what people people oh, might I, I just don't doubt it download right. um something into their brain for a lord of the rings experience by then who knows what it will be but for whatever the current media format that is in the future it will be revisited as long as it's still popular and and makes makes money as long as it's still a planet for it to be viewed on oh um, but, I, um, I agree it's just that that level of autonomy i mean fair enough jackson had some problems but the level of autonomy he seemed to have particularly with the original lord of the rings trilogy i don't think will happen again because it was obviously the, st- the studio meddling yeah. with the hobbit that screwed him up so much and caused one would say a lesser quality yeah offering. i don't agree i still think the hobbit is great but it's different but i, I don't know things they the reasons for those things may have changed as well. Who knows? But um, I'm losing the point we're making. But I can imagine what, yeah, about Last Alliance, I can imagine why people may have thought that would be a good time to release it because it's sort of, there's some kind of more of a connection with the TV series than, than, than Osgiliath. But I think what we've got to remind ourselves is we are still in a delayed era, aren't we? Because of, because of the pandemic. Yeah. So these things. And not to mention, how much did we know about, the Lord of the Rings series, even a year ago, virtually nothing. Virtually, well, if they were, so how were they do, supposed to have a game off the back of it? Yeah, well, I don't think they would have made a game off it, but I think if they knew Second Age, and if we're going to say that, well, the closest we can get to it as a as a producer of miniatures is the stuff we have licensed to, which may or may not be connected to the Second Age later on. Um, that would be all they could do anyway, wouldn't it? Realistically, um, but I think, as I say, the main point is, I think we've got to assume we don't know definitely i think we're going to assume that maybe this this release was maybe planned earlier um we don't know do we but it, we know stuff no, was delayed through covid so assuming this stuff was long-term plans sort of two three five-year plans ahead um maybe this stuff would have been planned to be released earlier and this is why this is out now it's just a coincidence that it gets announced um a few weeks before the first tv programs start maybe if they knew they could look back in a crystal ball five years ago and say right this is when the tv series will come out we won't have a license at that point to do anything with the tv series or we've decided not to for whatever reasons we won't be doing something that matches it um what should we do well we could do something that ties quite closely in on it and ride on the back of it but saying that i mean we could well see Last Alliance come out at some point in the future that ties in with season two. Um, and you never know, that might work in the same way then, so to speak. So um, who knows? But uh, I can under- all I'm saying is really I can understand why some people would ask why not Last Alliance right now, why Osgiliath, so to speak. But I think it's it's got nothing to do with them trying to match timelines. I think it's just they have a timeline that has been massively skewed via COVID anyway. And, and who knows what the original plan was. But... Um, they will do it. I can't imagine them not doing it unless unless there's some budgetary region they've been told not to by people above the team. I can't imagine why they won't do it. It's just when it fits right for them in their in their own timeline of releases because um, it would be rather cool. No, only time will tell, and I'm sure. I think we'll know it will sell. There's enough. There's enough people that, that talk about it and things, and it's like a return to that original re- first starter, isn't it? So I think, uh, I think it would sell, but um, we'll just have to wait until they do, until they get around to it, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Should um, we talk really briefly about the TV series because we kind of touched on it? Then one of your. Well, obviously, I'm really excited for it. I tried to stay away from it for as long as possible, avoid any spoilers, avoid mm-hmm. any. Most of the discussions devolve into people being needlessly spiteful about it um, or dressing um, 
some pretty unsavory views up as being true to the source. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, I, I, let's not touch on that. Um, so I avoided any kind of discussion about it, like the plague, um, yeah. because I, I don't need that. I can just enjoy my hobbies and I'd like to continue doing so. Um, and that includes, I suppose, as much as you could ever include watching TV series of hobby. I, I do like decent telly. Um, and I think this will be. I don't have the same issues with it some people seem to have about what it does in terms of playing around with the plot. Given that you never really finished writing half the stuff that this is going to be covering the period of, um, <laughs> yeah, there are contradictions within the stuff he wrote. Um, I can imagine there's a lot of people that have, have read some of these um, works or some of his works set in these earlier times or having read it still haven't got a clue about the plot anyway because they're, they're, yeah, they're quite dry reads so um, and they wouldn't have made fantastic television no, in that sense so no. I'm not precious about it I'm, I'm glad they're doing that and like I said not making TV seri- serialised um, um, Lord of the Rings or Hobbit era um, that that yeah, one exactly. that would i'll be more kind of scared about whether it's spoiled the um the legacy of of the jackson stuff he's not going to touch the legacy of it and anything i think that reminds us of the jackson stuff and you can see it from the imagery that they're influenced by it which is in a good way um as far as i'm concerned um and um if it's not yeah. as good it's almost like you can, we can smile and say, but it's, yeah, it was all right, but it's not as good as our favourite ever films. And if it's better it's than our favourite ever films, then we're like, oh my God, it's better than our favourite ever films. I, for me, I just don't, emotionally, it's not going to spoil anything for me at all. No. Um, I mean, Bad Lord it, of the Rings is still going to be better than good most stuff. Yeah. Let's be fair. If I, if um, I, if I like it as so much, much as the wit, I mean, I really enjoy The Witch. I think it's been a really fun Stunning. watch yeah and it's it's very you know it's not going to win any awards for being the most in-depth kind of think piece is it um but i enjoy it for what it is so if i enjoy it as much yeah. as i enjoy that kind of stuff um then then fun fantastic I don't, I don't understand why people get so fun so utterly serious about fantasy the clues in the name <laughs> people get it serious really about is. anything that they can argue about um it's the same with the um that the, well the star wars um Fan, fandom isn't it i again i avoid i avoid all i really really enjoyed obi-wan um he's uh, my favorite absolutely. character and and um, ewan mcgregor is my favorite um um portrayal of a character in star wars as well um he's probably my man crush as well i've always liked ewan mcgregor from watching him on long way around and stuff like that he's a seems to be a good bloke and i've, I've i like him so that for me is perfect tv I can understand people criticising it. Maybe it wasn't quite as crunchy and, and, and as well done maybe as the Mandalorian. And um, um, Yeah, but that's why we get getting Andor. But, Andor's going to be amazing. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, exactly. So I, for me, I just don't get into the negativity of it. I watched it with no. Jake. I watched um, Obi-Wan with Jacob and he's like seven. Um, he's loved it. And I really enjoyed watching experience those things for the first time with him and seeing him go on the journeys that that i have through through favorite fandoms and stuff and i'm not even interested in going look at the, looking at the comments the negativity and that's the same for the stuff for this i've ignored the only comments i've read about the all the trailers and the clips we have seen 
are by people I know and respect not to go off on one. So if it pops up in my Facebook feed and Damien O'Byrne's made a comment on it, I'll read it because I know he's not going to say anything that's just uh, overly emotive or crazy about it. But most of the time I just haven't bothered reading the comments because I'm going to make my own mind no, up. And quite- visually it looks really cool and really, really interesting. And yeah, the, um, the there's little been... elements that remind me of, of Jackson's Lord of the Rings, even the odd little bit of the score. There's some cleverly, clever little bits there. Um, so there's, it's just made me think, yes, it feels like Lord of the Rings. Yes, there's some bits that aren't quite the same as Lord of the Rings that we know, but it's a TV series and I'm sure I'll enjoy it on some level. Um, Plus, anyone who's involved with this is going to be of an age where they have been affected in some way by the Jackson trilogy in yep. particular, the, the Lord of the Rings. There's no way anyone who's passionate about Tolkien and passionate about Middle-earth cannot have been affected by those Jackson movies and will not in some way write just a tiny little love letter to Peter Jackson Absolutely. in everything they're contributing to that project. Yep. There's no way that anyone's that passionate. Any, almost anyone who's involved in our hobby is passionate about those movies and in some ways makes little love letters towards the movies and the world he created or envisaged, gave life to, showed on the silver screen. The whole thing about, you know, there's the meme, isn't it? Shush, let people enjoy things. Yes. Yeah, just just shush. People enjoying things doesn't affect the fact that you don't like it. You can just stew in your own misery, but you going out there to try and crush the interest of people who are, that, that, that gives nothing to the world. Your, your, basically your opinion becomes invalid at that point yeah. even if you had a good point in the first place I've got no time no, None. I'm, not, I'm the same I'm the same as someone that, that can be and I'm much better now but in in life I could someone has been described as maybe pessimistic about things I'm not about stuff like this I'm always really optimistic and, and try to put up and it's not that kind of shill yeah he's going to be brilliant clapping my hands kind of thing it's just because I'll, you get a lot more um, enjoyment for something if you look at it with a positive sort of state no, of mind these are these are hobbies these are mate. recreational these are recreational things um i'm not saying that with whether i'm talking about um you know little napoleonic soldiers or little panzer tanks or whether it's little hobbit models or talking about these tv series i approach it whether these are my pastimes these are my relaxations in life these are positive things for me and i'm going to go into it with a kind of an open-minded um yes maybe the odd thing could be you know could be improved upon but it's not really going to ruin my life or ruin my day um and and wise up there are more important um things in the world to be angry about and if you're not if you're not angry about some things in the world right now but you are angry about a certain tv program or a certain model or a certain rule you really do have some problems with priority um, well, that, that's it. I think I feel sorry for them more than anything else. It's it's they clearly don't have any problems in their normal life. So yep. they're creating problems elsewhere. Yep, yep, yes. yep. Right. Shall we touch very briefly on the FAQ? We won't go through very the briefly because I've not read it. <laughs> so, so uh, yes, yeah. there's, um, there's been um, a, f- a few sort of um, bits and pieces brought up. I mean, the biggest one. Um, Basically, because I think they've been paying attention to what Jamie's been up to, um, you cannot, cannot uh, basically um, magic out your Black Riders anymore by using magic to. Yeah, um, I picked up on that one. Remove their last will point and make them go pop. A story is, through memes on uh, the GBHL, isn't it? That's just yeah. You can generally tell what's changed through the through the medium of a meme. Um, so yeah, I picked up on that one, and that seems entirely sensible to me. 
Um, and most of the rest of them just a small tidy ups. That's but that's that's the biggie, really. Yeah. So well, there, there's been. There clearly wasn't going to be a lot, was there? Because it's because it's all been written into a, a a new book that we're going to have our hands on before Christmas. So um, it makes sense that it's um, little adjustments like that. But um, yeah, it seems seems sensible enough to me. How much? Well, you know, yeah. how many other changes were there? Were there any other kind of ones that people talked about at all? Or as I said, um, I've not, not even not even looked at it. Wording and finessing. So, for instance, the main rule book is to do with how um, in the ways and resolving strikes um, for certain objects like uh, chariots and things. All right. Um, some specific wording around immobilized transfix. Um, unfortunately, some people take the words a degree of common sense is required um, <laughs> the wrong way, but they're always going to. But I think that's de- determined by the kind of player you are. Yeah. Um, so that's you know your mileage may vary on that one. Yeah, yeah, I can't see that being a problem. For um, me. And so, some of it's tables of an event anytime soon or ever. Yeah, so some of it's quite self-explanatory, I think. Um, but unfortunately, it needs to be explained. Um, there's one in particular about um, if you're already set ablaze, can you be set ablaze again? Well, <laughs> no. Um, but if you're put out, you can be set ablaze again. I think it's fair, but you can't be extra on fire really <laughs> you can take the initial hit but you're not going to be any more on fire than you were previously yeah, wait, really that's an interesting we saw actually write that question um yeah yeah they, they answered it and there's one you um, could stack how do you oh, okay but um, i'm guessing because <laughs> you continue rolling extra dice so you, you put yeah, additional markers I on just, perhaps, it, so even, I think that's, it wouldn't even occur to me that you could you know you'd it, stack that in it's but yeah maybe great. that's why they have these things to occur for those things that <laughs> people evidently spend a lot of time sat up at night thinking about um <laughs> one they re- re- uh, resolve severed heads uh you do scatter for that i always assumed you would again yeah. I, I guess again this common sense thing perhaps that's the the, the downside because <laughs> because you end up with questions like that but yeah yeah i suppose but i suppose that you know something like the severed heads thing does make it is important that at events where that uh, important poignant moments where that could swing a game for top, top player. Players. You're not. Yeah. It's the the damage effects different, not the method of shooting. That's why yes. I never yeah, questioned yeah. it. You you roll to you do your targeting etc. as normal, but the effect once it's landed is slightly different. Yeah, maybe that's just me. I yeah, I wouldn't. As I said, it's not something I've that I've thought about, but I can imagine that's more likely to come up at an event, maybe, than say, can you set someone on fire twice? But um, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they've both come up recently. Maybe that's where a lot of these come from. <laughs> Tales from events. Yeah, and there's another one about um, uh, Wood Elf Sentinels being able to make a model that doesn't have a charge, uh, sorry, a control zone charge. Yeah. So you can force things, obviously. Um, that you would otherwise like uh, unengaged model. So, um, what Grima, I suppose you could force him into combat and stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, so you can now, or you which can't. Naturally, you wouldn't. A... Well, no, they just said no, can't do it. Okay. Which is good and what yeah. it should be. Um, there was one, there was a couple of things they queried. Obviously, the Bjorning profile, they've changed ever slightly because it, they had daggers. Yes. Which I, I'm kind of cutting into the discussion that Chris and I have, but, um, and they've, clarified to do with how and when they can change from theirs etc right okay but yeah there's there's, there's generally um that makes you know, that's a new profile that's a new thing that sometimes there's going to be questions about those ones isn't it 
It is yeah, and it makes um, me it surprises me when there's a new question about something that's been out for a very long, very long time, and that usually suggests to me that it's not something that's been asked much, but but maybe there's been a new occurrence at an event or something that's that's brought it to light because of a change maybe in meta, which means people are taking something or other and there's a new interaction, I suppose. Um, otherwise, it seems a little bit odd that things have been out for a while. Suddenly, suddenly it gets a, an, an FAQ. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe it's questions that people have asked a couple of times and they've only just got around to yeah, make true, a decision on true. whatever. Um, there was another one about people selecting White Warg for um, assassination scenario, and it specifies, obviously, the white warg is while it's part of an overall profile with azog it's a specific thing if you've chosen it so if azog yep. kills stuff it doesn't count right yeah fair so basically any any kills made while azog's still riding it have attributes to azog not to the warg so i think that's pretty reasonable yep um nothing nothing huge oh um if you double up on for instance um bat swarm's got shroud of shadows channeled on it um do you do the uh fight value sort of I don't know, reduction twice you only ever do it once it doesn't it's not compound it's right, only ever yeah, applied yeah. once okay. um yeah and um you can they, they clarified on the goblin scribe obviously if someone calls with me where he'd normally be affected or at the double rather um it he doesn't have to remain within six because he can't move so he can't increase his value <laughs> by gonna, three i was gonna say that was a that's a yeah makes sense doesn't it really yeah, I can't think of any of the other ones massively off the top of my head. Um, I mean, the Black Riders thing was pretty good. I mean, I think that's a really good thing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and as Damien said, it means that people who otherwise would love to play it, but perhaps would have been accused or assumed of being a bit gamey with it, or um, it means they're not going to be. And it means that it precludes them doing something which they probably could do and is the the tactically right thing for them to do, but they would immediately be perceived as gamey if they did it. It yes. just removes the whole Yeah, the whole thing. anything that's that's good enough that's been used in a way that's uh, that's kind of achieving top table behaviour, so to speak, um, is, is never a bad thing, I think, to knock it down a little bit. Um, yeah, especially you're when it's something... Because removing potential negative play experiences, aren't you? Which, uh, that's that, it, yeah. If it removes the option to actually engage for the opposing player then I don't believe it's necessarily conducive That's to the a good game. The hardest thing in, in any war game is where there's a, a mechanic which takes the other pl- a player's ability to do stuff with their own models. So takes them out of play, whether things get taken off before, first turn before they got any chance to use them, anything that's powerful to do that kind of thing, whether it's um, their best unit doesn't get to do this, can't move, can't you know anything that's kind of take, takes power away from them. Um, is is difficult, and I suppose that um, a lot of the finesse armies may do that at times. So there's always a fine balance between how powerful they are, and they have to work to do that. But then also, uh, do this become this big, gribbly, horrible thing? And magic's often, obviously, quite in in all games and all war gaming, magic can be if it's not written right in a, in a game, can cause those kind of problems, can't it? When you just think, oh, I don't want to play that. I think sometimes it comes down to your matchup, though, doesn't it? It does, but um, you think back. Sometimes you just you think back all game systems, especially GW stuff. You think oh, about the armies that are I played Orcs and Goblins again during and again. Um, uh, Gorks Warpath days and um, the Scissors Shiny Baubles and Dero's WD and Doodars. Um, so, unfortunately, I, I played that army, so I can't really say too much about yeah, that. Yeah, but that's, but that's slightly different. But you, if you look at across all, you look across, say, all the GW's game systems at the armies that get. 
Um, people go, oh God, never used to like playing those. And quite often it's magic heavy armies, isn't it? It's it's um, it's ones that custodies for heresy. Custodies, yeah. So that does a similar thing. But even if you look back to fantasy, you look like vampire counts in a certain era before, but before they all oh, crumbled. Oh, just zombies and this, this, yeah. this, 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 Often the armies that um, that aren't balanced in a kind of um, a, a kind of a mixed combat and magic ability, or the overall combat ones, it's the it's the ones that are sort of heavily focused on tricks and magic and things like that, which are great. But by God, if they um, if, if that trick stops, takes off one of your units or stops you doing something before you feel like you've had a chance to negate it, it can be quite a negative. Even if it's things like Dark Elves, remember Dark Elf Assassins, hidden in units. Yeah, and you just you, was, you 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 come into like jumps out and wipes out a whole unit. You're like, well, you know, what am I supposed? To do? I know you've got you might have an assassin. And in fact, they were hidden list back then. I remember there was a period where you didn't yes. see the army list, so you had this kind of this this profile that could jump out of a, a unit and destroy a lot of stuff without you even or, knowing it was going to be there. And it's, you knew they or, might have one in a list if someone's really cheesy. They might even have two assassins, but it's got, that's it negative is. play. That's just yeah. Well, it's um, fly high and you'd snipe someone's um, yeah. thousand point character off their hundred point steed and they'd fall to their death. Yeah, yeah. So it's stuff, yeah. it's stuff like that. I think if you can take that out of war games, um, it's a good thing. And I think um, there's a lot of Angmar players being a little bit nervous at this point. Yeah, well, it's one of those. It's one of those factions that's full of stuff like that, isn't it? It's, and it's difficult. I'm not saying you can't have armies like that, but those kind of armies will. Um, potentially produce negative pay experiences for people um if you can't balance the the strengths of that kind of stuff with with a well-balanced weakness which gives other people a chance and uh, and that's what these faqs do don't they with little changes like that they give you they give you changes that that but rebalance those things a little bit so it's all good anyway that was a oh, wider discussion into um game design in general rather than uh, just those faqs but um it's yeah, I think the FAQ was always going to be a little bit. It's, it's, it doesn't seem like it matters so much now. We know that, uh, that there's, all that stuff is now going to be rolled into the rule book, which is going to be fantastic. Which means it's, it's going to we can stop carrying some printouts for at least six months after it's released. Um, yeah, and it's, and it's definitely good for the new players, as you said. I mean, there's so much from this, which is obviously aimed at growing the, the hobby, which everyone should be happy about. I don't understand if people can't be. Yeah, it, this will only encourage new players. Yes. Which is great. Yes, absolutely. Right. So that was a really we 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 are giving them their run for their money now. They've got a massive, massive many meetings there. And now we will after the short break, um, you'll hear all from from Chris and from Dan about their fun and frolics at the doubles. The hour grows late and bland of grey plastic comes seeking my counsel. You are sure of this bland elf? Yes, the event is fully painted. It was in the event pack, under my nose the whole time. Yet you did not have the wit to see it. Your love for the Facebook group has slowed your mind. We must join him, Blandalf, the commission painter. We must be fully painted. When did Surly Man the White give in to madness? But I am now Surly Man of many colours. Miniature Realm Studio is a commission painting service. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter or contact us directly at miniaturerealmstudio at gmail.com. You have elected the way of paint. So welcome back to the cast. So this is the section where I talk about my first ever trip to Warhammer World. And uh, the first thing I really ought to do at this point is uh, 
welcome our steadfast friend to the podcast, Chris Murphy, back. So, hello, Chris. Hello. So, um, it's your fault that I ended up going, really, isn't it? Eh, I suppose so. Well, it's a generous offer. I won't say fault. It would be very ungrateful for me to say fault. You uh, rode in at the the eleventh hour and said, "Would you like a ticket?" And I very graciously tore your hand off. So um, that, which was obviously really nice of you. So before we go too far into discussing this, I am going to put this out there. This was my first One World event. Um, it was my first doubles event of any description. I've held some, but I've not attended one. So I very much went as a participant and a player. I didn't really go with my uh, podcast hat on. So I'm going to say at the top, really sorry, I didn't get everyone's names. We've cobbled together as much as we can remember about the game types we played, what the scores were, the scenarios and who we played. If you are listening to this, any of the place from the weekend, sincere apologies for that. It's nothing to do with uh, whether you're a memorable people. We had some amazing games. It's simply I went as a participant. Had a few drinks in me. It was just there for the crack. So I'm sorry if I've forgotten your names. So with that caveat out of the way, um, sort of very much a case of um, you decided you want to go. So and then you, you made me an offer for a ticket. So we'll start from there. So yeah, um, were you uh, planning on going? I, I wasn't probably planning on going. And then I seen the announcement for it, and I've always enjoyed Warhammer World events and. I've always enjoyed doubles as well. I've been a few times for Lord of Rings doubles uh, and Hobbit doubles in the past. So it was something I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I thought, who could I go with? And I thought, I know. Uh, but they weren't available, so I asked you instead. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. You wanted a <laughs> handicap. That's what it was, wasn't it? Yeah. I you thought it was too easy but... if I went with someone good, so I thought I'd bring you along. <laughs> That's perfectly acceptable. I think you're going for the Care in the Community Awards. Take me along as a handicap. <laughs> as it turns out, it didn't necessarily work to your advantage on that one because uh, in the face of, uh, you know, cutting long story short, uh, Ashley was there in his Hobbit garb and naturally they took sportsmen, but who can blame them? They dance. And Joshua as well in these Harrod garb as well too. Yeah, I actually saw something quite sad on the Battle Streams chat about that yesterday because they did live streams. We're recording this on Monday the 8th of August. So um, uh, Damien and Steve held their Battle Streams in Middle Earth um, live stream last night rather than the usual Friday. And uh, Joshua did mention in the chat something I now feel quite guilty for. He was there in all his garb and get-up and no one talked to him. I feel really bad about that. So yeah, that was a bit rough. So he, he went all out. Fair play to him. If you're listening, mate, that was fair play. You look, you know, you look good. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but he, he, he just said he, he looked looked impressive. Looked part. To be yes. fair, I didn't actually realise it was him until after. Not a clue. Yeah. Not a clue whatsoever. You know, you, you, I suppose, uh, you know, he's wearing his mask and everything. Maybe that's how we all felt about each other during the, the heady heights of COVID. So, that's yes. True. But yeah, I... Uh... Decided to go for the Warhammer World doubles with yourself. Although, bad planning after buying the ticket, I then realised that there was actually a doubles tournament in Stirling, which was a lot closer uh, <laughs> to myself that same weekend. But In that light, actually, yeah, because you had a bit of a mare getting down, didn't you? Yeah, it would have been a lot easier than the road closures and detours and accidents and everything that had occurred on the way down. But it was a long drive, but to be fair, it was probably worth it. 
well, I'll take that as a win. Um, did it take you as long to get back home? I never really asked. Uh, it was slightly less uh, time by about 30 minutes. There was a road closure on the A1, so there was a detour through the borders. I suppose they wanted to flag you home as fast as possible, get you back up there. Yes. In case you get any ideas. <laughs> nah, I don't want to stay in England. No, no, no stopping at York. <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, obviously you turned up Friday, didn't you? Yeah, came down Friday. Uh, stayed tonight at the travel lodge. Met yourself on Saturday morning. Yeah, because... Uh, bit of Bugman's breakfast. Oh, I can't argue with that. The... Um... The price for Friday night, I mean, just the whole general weekend seemed pretty astronomical for the hotels. It was brutal this weekend. I'm still not sure why. No one's been able to give me a reason why. I don't think there was anything else on in uh, Nottingham. See, I didn't turn up till the Saturday morning. It was, you you got a pretty good deal, didn't you? Because you stayed at the Travelodge? Probably not a good deal, but it was a lot cheaper than it was at the Premier Inn or the the Hall, which is my usual haunt. I, I did feel like crying when they asked me for a hundred and thirty odd pound for one night at a Premier Room without breakfast. I thought that was possibly a little excessive, but um, yeah, yeah. We obviously uh, you were there Friday, I was there Saturday. So um, let, let's talk armies. Obviously, uh, we a number of people who may have been paying attention to the uh, sort of media channels for the the, the frying pan, or they may have seen the post from Warhammer World that would know what we took. But uh, do you want to tell people what we took? Well, the original plan was Isengard, uh, yes. raiding of the burning of the Westfold. So you got some extra models and painted that up. And naturally you changed then, your mind. <laughs> and then, well, Defence of the North came out and then there was bears. Well, and, well originally we were looking at, um, we potentially looked at doing... Uh, oh, yeah, Dale. Yeah. And Iron Hills and then some other people decided that they were taking that and we thought it's probably a bit yeah let's have a little bit something different although i think everybody else seemed to have the idea about bears judging by the was there three or four three or four including us yeah i I think there was a a misty mountains alliance one as well wasn't there with guy here so i think it wasn't it wasn't as many double bears but there was plenty of bears in evidence yes yeah it's uh very bear-tastic. So, um, naturally, once you'd maybe paint more models, because, you know, we've always got time to be painting more models, <laughs> um, we decided to uh, have a little bit of a frantic uh, release day, didn't we? Both yeah. hammering that order button and going, did you get them, did you get them, did you get them? Yeah, so it was we... set an alarm, get ready, set, bye. <laughs> Which we were obviously both lucky enough to get hold of and then realise we had, what, six, seven weeks? to paint <laughs> which for me is plenty of time yeah for me less so much unfortunately um but obviously you both managed to get done i think you managed to get done just shot just slightly before i did but you did the display board for us as well and i painted a 40 man work army in between as well yeah fair enough and it looked good as well <laughs> yeah see um we to be fair though your stuff looked great so there's there's no arguing with it it works for you you found your, your style and your niche and you've gone for it so um yeah i mean we, we basically the army compositions we uh we both had a bear each i took grim bjorn yourself obviously you took bjorn and then we had uh 10 bjornings each yep. which was pretty Be cool bow each just to have a bit of shooting 
which we barely used. I think, or did we? Maybe two two warriors we managed to kill. The entire uh, a wound on Huron. Yes, you put a wound on Huron, and I killed. Uh, what was it a what's his name? Um, guard, the fat dude with swords. And a bracken guard. Yes, who was cheekily holding a, a a wall, so I shot him in the face. But uh, I think I'd go all axes in the future. I really would. I think I'd just weather it and run. For all the bow shots we One made. or two bows is always useful, just thing. Well, I suppose honest, now. But uh... now they've got axes instead of daggers, as per the models, since the FAQ the other day. I suppose you're right, because obviously when we were playing, they had daggers, so we didn't get the piercing strike. Whereas piercing strike on them isn't too bad, is it, with the bows? Yeah, although the plus one to wound with bows and going piercing strike was uh, very nice. Our games (laughs) pretty much showed. Yeah, they were Terminators, really. They were pretty good. So, um... Would you like to um, tell people what our team name is, or was? Oh, uh, we went for the Intensive Care Bears. Oh, I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was pretty good. We we read a few iterations, didn't we? No Picnic and a few other bits and pieces, but we settled on that, which uh, I felt was the mo- more inventive of the uh, of the bear-related team names. Not to slight anyone else, but I thought ours was pretty good. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> Do you know what? I'll own that one. If that's the most controversial thing we say during this car, I'm I'm happy with that. So, um, you were the man who was in charge very much of the, uh, basically telling me what to do because you know how to play. Um, I have a rough idea of how it all works and, and, and you actually know how it works. So I was very much, um, the, the, the Padawan to your master on that one. A lot of looking over and seeing if you were shaking your head or nodding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did all right. There was a few things I was like, well, I wouldn't have done that, but there were your models, it's doubles, so... Yeah, well, that, that's pretty natural. To, and in all honesty, our army was relatively simple. I, I think the nuance of Angmar, for instance, may still be beyond me, and the idea of playing the Wraiths a Dog or Dur is going to be interesting. I don't necessarily think I'll do very well with that, but I love them and I've painted them, so sod it. I'll use them in the future. But no, it was really good. So um, you were also the man who was in charge of the app. I can't remember what the name of the app was. Uh, neither can I. Let me just check. Because it's not Best Coast Peerings. Ah, that's the one. Because it's not the one that uh, Steve was using at um, his event in March. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, Longshanks, I think. That's the one. Yeah, so obviously I can't speak to whether one's better. Have you used Longshanks before? I have not used Longshanks before. Uh, I'm aware of it, but that's as close as I've got to. It seemed pretty easy, and from what I could see from what you were doing with the one we used at the weekend, I don't think there's a huge lot of difference between the two. I mean, there's only so many ways you can really do it, isn't there? So it seemed quite reasonable. Naturally, it was that was sort of intellectual heavy lifting, like registration and all that kind of thing. So I left that to you. I was, I was simply there for, for to, to put paint on models, really, and, and move stuff around the board as some kind of, you know, playing mannequin. But it worked quite well. We did quite well. 
So, um, again, really sorry to everyone involved. I really, really wish I could remember everyone's names. There's nothing yeah, malicious in it. I'm very sorry. So we'll, we'll just go I'm, through I'm the... names as well, so I apologise. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you, you carried enough. I don't, I don't think having to remember people's names on top of everything else is necessarily fair. And, and we had decided to take Scotch with us for Saturday. So, yeah. <laughs> By uh, Saturday evening, I was quite merry. But not The Hobbit. So, um, game one, um, we played uh, the Pits of Dolgodur. So, Azog, as well as lots of Hunter Orcs and some um, Gundabads. Yep, um, and the Keeper. And the Keeper. Yes, indeed, the Keeper. Uh, so, that was Total Conquest. For those of you who've got the match play guide, it's the... Actually, I'm going to attempt to know which number in the um, double scenarios that is, but it's uh, one of the scenarios in there, Total Conquest. And we scraped a 6-5 win on that one, I believe. Yeah, it was a case of we killed them a bit too quickly. They yeah. got broken and then quartered very quickly before we could actually move on to objectives. Uh, it started well. I think Bjorn killed Azog in the first turn. Yeah, you you um, you played a blinder on that one. You just about managed to outmaneuver him and then jumped on him with a bear, which never really goes well for anyone, does it? So. Yeah. It cost me all my might, but I think it was worth it. Because after that, there was not much that could uh, trouble a bear. And then, yeah, it was a case of our army just ripping theirs apart. Yeah, um, Grimbjorn did for the keeper with literally no effort whatsoever. And then, yeah, it was just a case of eating all of their troops and unfortunately realising a little bit too late that we'd left ourselves off the objectives. But uh, really good game. Um, I believe a husband and wife. Um, really, really lovely people as well. Gutted, I can't remember their names, but um, really enjoyable game. I definitely found that was a thing for the weekend. I actually, we, we did struggle a little bit in deciding our favourite game boats. So we won't say who. Uh, that would be unfair, but we had some really, really good games. Yeah. yeah so, I can't remember the names. I remember they were from the South Coast, but that was about all I can... Uh, <laughs> Can I actually remember their names? <laughs> it does sound awful, but uh, really, really lovely people. And hopefully we'll see them again at another event and I can remember their names. I might write them down somewhere maybe next time. I think the next event I'll go to, I'll, I'll like I did with uh, Steve's event in March, I'll, I'll take a pad and I'll note it all down again. But I was just determined to just go and enjoy this weekend for the sake of it. So uh, game two, uh, we played uh, the first of two Khazadum armies. Um, played Clash of Champions. Uh, and they, if I remember rightly, they had Barlin uh, with the axe and the king's champion. And it was the dwarf king was the other. That was it. Champion. Yeah. Um, really interesting army because it was pretty much all um, warriors and Khazagod. Yeah. I don't think they had anything else. They didn't have any um, of the, the uh, vault wardens or anything, did they? Was... Uh, no, I think there was lots of yeah dwarf warriors and things like that. It was quite a hordy dwarf army. Although yeah, which... I think at this point we should admit that one of us or both of us made a mistake, and for the first four games we were playing uh, oh, fight four instead of fight five, which in this game would have made quite a large bit of difference. Yeah, massive difference, in fact. Um, but 
that's on us, really, isn't it? Yeah, it was, it was nobody else's fault. I think it was a bit too early in the morning, and yeah, misread the fight value and never looked at the profile again, and until much later, and then realised that yeah. they were fight uh, five and not fight four. Uh, but despite that, the Bjorn's did a fair bit of damage. Yeah, except unfortunately, from your dice, yeah, your <laughs> dice abandoned you. I think it was about four or five turns fighting two dwarf warriors, and they were still alive at the end. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, didn't do too well on that one. He should have munched loads of stuff, but he just didn't do the business. Yeah, because he Bjorn, was stuck. Yeah, Bjorn killed the dwarf king after you had got a you know, kill, so he got plus one to wound because of the special rule. So, yeah, uh, dwarf king dwarf. and then wounded him on threes, but Balin just. Enough. Yeah, uh, couldn't get close to him towards the end, could we? We couldn't. Yeah, we kept on losing roll-offs and a priority, so they kept on pinning the door, uh, the bears down, and Balan just chewed his way through the earning. So it went to, a, I think it was a banner reroll or Duran's actually reroll right at the very end. Yeah, because they went they went double reroll, didn't they? Then they did, yeah. was wasn't it a bounce off his stomach yeah, for bounced, a six? Bounced off, it was about to go off the table, hit his stomach, and then flipped to a six, which gave him the win to beat our five, which then allowed Balan to kill two more, which gave them the victory. So I think it was 4 2 in the end. Yes. Yeah. It was um really fun game, though. Really, really oh, lovely guys. Yeah. yeah um, so well, that counted as a major loss because of the, the win conditions that were being used. Yeah, obviously we forgot between games one and two, um, it was lunchtime, uh, and we put models in for Legends as well, which is cool. Uh, you took your Fuzzy Bear, obviously we, we can't pass up the opportunity to talk about the fact you have got Fuzzy Bears, I don't know if you want to explain what that's about. Uh, so I'm well aware of my skill with the paintbrushes, not as good as the, uh, certain people that uh, run this podcast. Uh, so. <laughs> I took advantage of uh, fuzzying my bears by covering them in PVA glue, static grass, and then paint, spray paint and dry brush. So they look furry, which a lot of people commented on when they seen them in the on the table or in the cabinets. Yeah, so I don't think, think they look many great. people have seen a a furry actual model before. No, usually just. A- like layers of dust for most people if anything else but <laughs> no they look impressive and it's, it's it's again something you don't see very often and it's it's good fun it elicited a lot of comments over the weekend a lot of like what's it used to use in the retail surprise and joy or something used to be called uh because you're ex-retail aren't you so probably oh, what they used to use surprise and delight <laughs> they used to call it surprise and delight and uh yeah very much that which was cool and the lunch was actually pretty good. So I'd heard some mixed things about uh, Warhammer World uh, lunches, um, and I really enjoyed it. I think we had like chicken tandoori on the Saturday, and then beef on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, I can't remember how much the tickets were because you you did that, and then I sent you money. I think about seventy five quid, wasn't it, for the pair? I can't remember either. That was. It's, it's something like that, isn't it? I think yeah. it's, you, most one world events are about 70, 75 quid. So that's for both of us, with both of us getting lunch on both days. And the lunch was pretty good. I, I I obviously no issues whatsoever with how much it cost. I thought it was really, really good value for money. So uh, then game three, which was another Casa Doom Army, 
um two lads from wales really really lovely guys um unfortunately this is when the dice did heat up for us both and as you say the um string five double-handed weapon with burley and then piercing strike came to the fore yeah we were playing cornered so bjorn and his ten bjorn and sat up in a forest then surrounded by the dwarfs we basically lined up and then you came on on the flank but just they get points for having guys in the forest so i just charged out and then i think the first round i just rolled incredibly well and I think I killed like ten is it ten dwarfs in the first round yeah. of combat. Which yeah, considering I had five eleven one models one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> was uh, incredibly good. Uh, yeah, there was um, a much more mixed army, wasn't it? Because they did have Fault Wardens and um Iron Guard and Iron Guard. Guard as well because they had uh, Durin. Yeah, so technically they should have been much tougher and we just tore them to pieces. Um yeah, and yeah. by the end we ended up moving more of our models back into the woods and to kept them up, just kept them completely out. I think yeah, we, um, it was yeah, there wasn't really any high tactics. It was just incredibly good dice. Won us the, the yeah. Uh, not to mention um, the bear save, which the legendary legion has, is really good, and that saved us on a couple of occasions. And the fact that the bears count as banners for all the Bjornings within six. Is yeah. also really good. So we were able to win a lot of fights, two dice each. We could risk it for piercing because most models only have one attack back and you've got two wounds. So it's worth giving it a go. It encourages a more aggressive play style, I think, which suits me down to the ground because I'm quite simple, at least where that's concerned. But uh, yeah, that went that went really well. Um, there's not much more to say about that without. Sound a lot bit gloating to be honest. I think we, our dice were just on fire, really, on, on game three. And uh, so that takes us into the end of the first day with two wins and a loss, which wasn't too bad. I can't remember the highest we got to on the t- on the tables. Was can you remember? I think it was low teens, wasn't it? Eleven, I think. Yeah, I think which ain't bad. <laughs> so um, then Saturday evening, um, there were burgers. If I were to make one comment about the weekend, I found the burger on Saturday night from the burger cart was possibly less good. Um, I think in future I possibly might consider um, going out for dinner. I don't know. Um, but then we had the, the uh, quiz. It was the convenience of the fact that the, yeah. the, the quiz was imminent. after. And the, the, uh, the, the compare, beyond compare, Jay, he did an amazing job of that. Really, really fun. Especially, um, I can't remember which round it was. It was round five where we had to, you had to pick five things. So we had to pick five magical spells from the um, the main rule book. Uh, but if anyone else in any of the teams had it, we don't get the point for it. That round was, was great. And he was running around shouting it out. And that was lots of good fun. And we did quite well, didn't we? I can't remember what our end score was. It was in the 60s though, I think, wasn't it? Actually, no, it was anywhere near that. I think the winners got 60-odd. Yeah, we were in the 40s, I think. Yeah, well, we still did okay, all things considered. Because uh, Reese uh, joined us as well, which was nice for that. Um, the fiendishly difficult um, Say What You See round. There was some brutal stuff in there. And we I can't believe, what was it, um, Bywater we didn't get? Yeah, that, was, that was the only one we didn't get. That was a right kick in the pants because it's so obvious afterwards as well. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was good fun though. It was good fun. And then uh, the the usual um, post event trip to uh, uh, Beef Eater, where I'm sure Damien forgot all of us. So um, you like him? <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Although uh, he did say in the in the in the, in the stream yesterday that remember, there was two people he spoke about remembering in the Beef Eater. So obviously something's going wrong. So um, day two, obviously uh, bright and early, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, um, although it was slinging it around, down with rain, wasn't it, um, Sunday morning. Uh, we turned up, uh, another Bugman's breakfast. I, I, I didn't feel right Monday. I don't know about you, but I, I definitely could tell that I'd had a lot of rich food over the weekend. I just felt so sluggish. <laughs> Slept like the I, dead. I felt, I felt fine, but I'm Scottish, so that's like natural food for me. Yes, yeah, it's vital roughage, I suppose, for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I definitely felt it. Really felt it. So um, once we got organised, uh, we played uh, a game against Rohan. So we played No Escape. Um, they played really, really well, didn't they? I, I definitely remember that them playing really, yeah. really well together. We had uh, we had some good opportunities to like get some. Big points such as Bjorn running into gambling, but then I fluffed my dice. Yeah, escaped, uh, which was quite crucial in the end. Yeah, as it was, we would have probably snatched the game if we got that. But we, you redeemed yourself. We had some other good bits and pieces. Um, obviously, you killed Theodem, um, which meant that uh, AMO has to charge. So we did a few clever ploys to end up putting Grimbjorn in front of him. Get yeah, him charging. They were they were winning at that point because had gambling in the banner, but you get points for a secondary kill. So we used the fact that we killed Theoden and Eamor has to charge to beat Eamor into charging Grimbjorn, which was his undoing. Well, which yeah, was, which allowed us to snatch a draw. Well, we barged him and then recharged him and cut him to bits. Yeah. So that that, that went quite well. Um, Salvaged, yeah, as you say, a five a five five draw out of that one. Um I think they placed quite high in the end, those chaps, didn't they? Yeah. They definitely Yeah. Played I think quite they, well. They did. They, I think they beat Adam and Damien and possibly Steve and Matt in later games. Yeah, a bit of a B side nemesis that, that 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 pair. But uh then we went on to play two chaps who had a uh obviously oh, forget um we got nominated for best army which was pretty cool uh, so we got told during game four that we put our models in the cabinet for lunchtime to be yes. judged by our peers um so yeah we did we did lunch and then we decided we wanted to go and get drinks so then we couldn't go into the uh exhibition <laughs> just yeah typical um game five I think at that point drinks were probably more needed because it was quite hot uh, it started to get quite weather, warm. It was very warm in the hall. Yeah, you used to notice. You noticed it, didn't you? You walk into the Bugman's, you're like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be there. Um, the weekend just gone though. That was bloody hot. That'd have been worse, I think. Uh, yep. Uh, game five. It was uh, Serpent Horde slash Moria. Um, I think one of the chaps is something to do with old Toby trolls. Yeah, it was Louis Applin used to help run Old Toby Trolls. He runs the War of the Roses tournament at uh, Element Games. 
Ah, he's cool. A, and same way, his partner Ashley there. Old school Order Rings Hobbit players. So. I'm yeah, because you, you knew them before, yeah. didn't you? Whereas pretty much everyone we played was new to me, which was nice. It was really nice. Got to meet new people. Really, really nice. Um, we played Take and Hold, which I think a combination of the board, because there was a like a building slap bang in the middle of it. We were only one bit of ingress for um, bear size models. And the fact we didn't have March really, really put a hamper on us for that game. Yeah, also in the numbers as well, they had a stack. quite a lot more models than ourselves, as mm, well as bloody uh, shooting, which had quite a... Devastating quite effect. A, yeah, killed quite a few of my guys before I even got there. Yeah, um, Poison Yeah, was a, a bit of a bugger, wasn't it? They rolled really well as well for that. It was a lot of five and sixes coming out of them. Obviously, yeah. Defence 4 of the Bjornings being a, a bit of a contributing factor to that so we took a 10-0 loss on that one it was getting close because the game kept on going and they were running out of things to try and stop the bears from yeah if it had carried on maybe into the middle but we ran out of time pretty much anyway didn't we yeah i think we were running out of time and yeah i think it was there was bound to roll one or two eventually before we yeah i think there was about two minutes left on the clock and considering I think the first two games we were the first finished and the second people finished on the third game. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, games four and five, they made us work for it because I think we were probably only at about 15, 20 minutes left on game four and then we played right to the line on game five. But yeah, we took a we took a 10-0 loss on that one, but, uh, you know, they played fairly and they played well. Um, they did beat us. Their army was was interesting. Really interesting. I think the goblins very much was a numbers thing, whereas they had the, um, yeah the gob- goblins were numbers as well as a few little tricks like the bat and the cave troll. Yeah, groblog and um, some captains, wasn't it? And yeah. then uh, there was uh, what's his face from the serpent horde? Um, it was Raza. So then Raza, and then it was a bracken guard, serpent guard, and uh, pale archers as well as some cavalry. Yeah, and that was when I got my bow shot. It was a chap stood on the wall, defending the wall for ages, and he defended it from two uh, two Bjornings, put a wound on each of them, so and killed one of them indeed. So he shot me in the face and killed him. So it, that was worth it for that game. That was my highlight of that game for me. Very much, how dare you? Um, and then last game of the weekend was against um, two really, really, really nice chaps. I don't know if you did. You know either of them? Eh, uh, no. No, obviously I hadn't met them before either, but they they were super, super friendly guys with the Ministerial Army, led by LSR with Hurin, um, Ingold. And uh, a Avenger bolt through. Yes, which was a little bit worrying. <laughs> um, which, in fact, turn one um, did score two wounds on uh, Grimbjorn, which he bare saved off on a double six, which was pretty good. And then he jumped on it and made the crew run away so that was that was quite good um we played jewel of wits on that one really really fun game um you did quite a lot of work with bjorn on that one but he got dragged down in the end didn't he yeah it was there yeah i think right with aragorn getting his free ones i did have a chance to take aragorn out uh 
with a barge getting into him, but I needed to roll a two or more and I rolled a one. Yeah, oh, it was a gutter. That was so gutting. <laughs> it was more the look of their faces as they realised what was about to happen, and then the look of uh, relief. Yeah, when I rolled a one. Yeah, it was a bit of a ruck that one. That was a, a bit of a grind towards the end of that game, but really good fun. Um, but the the Bjorning's quality, I think, in combat. By the time we'd realised actually, oh, these guys are five five, started to tell out because they were even beating down C- Citadel Guard and um, Fountain Court Guard and stuff without much difficulty, which was pretty good, especially with the um, piercing strike, etc. You scored yeah. a yeah, wound on Hurin, didn't you? Yeah, I got a bow shot into him as he was racing across, and then he lost the fight. And got pulled down, yeah. And that though he was both of our target, so we scored the full four points for him. And then broke them for the, fight, for the fifth point, I believe. Um, really good game. I think you lost Bjorn twice. Yeah, I lost him um, against the Rohan where he got charged by. Oh, it was AMR. Yeah, then AMR gambling Derwine. And, yeah. And but, a cheeky uh, Royal Guard as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't actually manage to lose Grimbjorn all weekend, so obviously I was sacrificing you for, for my betterment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with the army, is that it takes a lot of resources to take one beer. And then you've you pretty much used all those resources at that point. So, so the bears just eat everything. Yeah. Really, really, really good fun though. Um obviously that was the end of the weekend, so it was time for tier medals. Um obviously it was really, really nice to see so many from the Battlestreams Middle Earth group do so well. Josh Crosby and his partner, who I can't remember his name. Can you remember? No. No, just put you on the spot there. But um, they won overall, and they also won the um, peer voted best army, which was pretty fantastic. And then there's um, two lads I follow on uh, Twitter who were the Gunder lads. Um, they came second, I believe. And uh, I can't remember who was third for best army. I feel awful about that, but I, I honestly can't remember. Um, but uh, obviously we got nominated as well, which was really nice. Uh, and then we took um, Judge's uh, Choice, Best Painting, which I thought was pretty freaking awesome. I was gobsmacked, though. I, I honestly didn't expect it with the quality on show. And there really was some amazing stuff on show as well. So yeah, um, I, I was quite surprised. I've won Best Painted at tournaments before, but that was very small events with very slim pickings. So... Yeah, getting even even a nomination, I was quite surprised that although your Bjornans, I have to say, were absolutely fantastic. Well, thank and you, but obviously... forced me to up my game when you kept on showing me work in progress. I kept on looking at what I'd done. I was like, right, I need to do a bit more. I need to do a bit more. So, But you did. Yeah. Me, yeah. <laughs> and and the display board looked good as well. The display board looked lovely. Um, well, everything matched. We had a really cohesive army, I felt, even though we both painted them separately and, and slightly differently close but there were you know your you had sort of red belts on yours and a few bits and pieces it looked a really good cohesive whole the, the overall composition looked really harmonious which i thought was quite impressive really for both of us considering we hadn't actually had our models in the same room at any point until the day um i got a put a, a you know a shout out to uh, your lovely other half christine for um cajoling you and, and mildly bullying you a little bit about it as well 
That's what she's good at. Uh, yeah, she did help as well for, well, allowing me to spend some time painting and things like that when I could have been doing some housework or things, which is always nice to. She's she's very lovely. Yeah. Nice to meet her as well. Um, she she's very um understanding. She's very accommodating. Lovely lady. Yeah, she is. I don't know if she can hear me or not, but I'll say nice things about her. Uh, yeah, she'll know. <laughs> yeah, she, she will. You you could you could you could still be in Nottingham and she'd know. But um, and and she did the the handwriting as all the best um, display boards do get their other halves with much better handwriting to uh, write the names on the d- display boards or the or the, the sort of the motto in the case of ours. So thank you to her for that. Yeah, I, I know I've not got the best writing. I know she does calligraphy, so I've utilised her skills before for such things. Well, why display not? Display boards. So yeah, it gets her involved. Makes it makes her feel apart. Yes, I'm doing all that good work you've done before. But uh, <laughs> no, it's um, the weekend seems to be over in a flash. I suppose it's, uh, it's you're usually you also won Hero of Legend, Dan. Oh, I did, I did. Yeah, I, I do. I did forget about that. I, I'm still really stoked about Best Army. Really, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no there's no small thing getting Hero of Legend. And um, again, I forget the chap's name. Uh, he painted the purple um, Easterlings. Uh, really, really nice chap. I ended up speaking to very briefly up by the cabinets when he went to pick his stuff up. He took um, Icon and Warband yeah, for his um, Dragon Emperor, and then he had, a, a, I think there were Black Dragons in yeah, the cabinet. They, they were, were, they were really in. nice and quite a striking colour with the, the purple. Absolutely, and... Um, He's got a very sort of heavy metal-esque, very clean paint style. Really nice. And I did briefly speak to him about the the golds he used. And he, this is no denigration of um, Citadel colour because, you know, some of the paints that GW do are are great. But I genuinely couldn't believe he painted those golds with GW colours. They were really, really, really impressive, really vibrant and sharp and very clean, very smooth. You normally don't see that outside of you know Vallejo or Scale seventy five really. So fair play to him, really lovely job. Um, I was a bit surprised. You tell me that because yeah, yeah, they were really really impressive. I'm I'm still not sure why he wasn't in the cabinet for best painted, but um, for 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 entire army. But I think he'd have given us a damn good run if he had been because they were seriously impressive looking models um i do like a nicely painted eastling force um one of the chaps from um drawn combat has a really nice eastling army that he um he took best army at uh steve's event element in march and obviously reese has got a very beautiful one as well and then yeah so um they're obviously they're all available on the warhammer world uh events facebook page um, so you can go on there and look for the um, Middle Earth doubles. Um, I think it was released on the Monday afterwards, so it would have been what the first of August. I think they put it up, and yeah, uh, yeah so you can look at their our stuffs in there as well as a lot of the other entrants, and they had stuff from the Le- uh, Legends in there as well. So you'll be able to check out those Easterlings, which I'd heartily recommend you do. Um, yeah, it was time for goodbyes. Then really, it was obviously really nice to see everyone 
that turned up um steve damien uh michael haskell jamie uh carl um from the b-side crew josh crosby um joe holzman trying to frantically remember if there was anyone else there um from the b-side lot nathan turned up just to hang about and um entertain carl's young daughter um which must have been really good for silver because it was someone there she's got a higher mental age then bless him i mean nathan was quite worse for her on saturday night i don't know how late you stayed out but he was bad uh, too late, but, uh, yeah <laughs> he, he was he was quite bad <laughs> and i do believe he crashed on the floor um alongside uh jamie in poor joe poor long-suffering joe Holzman's room i can't imagine he got an awful lot of sleep bless him so it was, it was really nice to see everyone obviously a good self it was really good to get some games out a really fun weekend um and I look forward to doing uh, doubles again for sure. Um, if you'll have me, I think we'll uh, do it again next year. I have to pick something else, though, what we want to do, and hopefully not quite so close to the event to begin painting. Yeah, I think we should do something like Goblin Town. Just to... Yeah. Double Goblin Town's not going to win us any sportsmanship votes ever. I, I just want to see you paint that many goblins. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I tell you what, though, you could ally them really well with the three trolls. I'll paint the three trolls, happily. I don't think you get three trolls in 400 points, would you? Maybe. I think it's, four, it's at 500 or 450. Yeah. yeah. So I think you get two plus some goblins or something. Maybe. But I don't want to commit to anything because, unfortunately, this is being recorded and I'll have to make good on it. So let's, let's not say anything silly like that. But definitely... <laughs> So thank you again for inviting me. It was really good fun. Um, to anyone who has not been to a Warhammer World event, I would definitely recommend them after going. Um, and I say this after someone who generally avoided them as part of the heresy community for a decade. Um, it's very much a different uh, group of people. It's much more community orientated. I'd say they're a very friendly bunch. Not to say that the heresy or the 40k or any of the other ones aren't. Um, but my general experiences or what I've been told from other people for the heresy ones did put me off, unfortunately, not going to lie, but I can wholeheartedly recommend the middle earth ones. Absolutely. So, um, before, uh, we sort of wrap this up, Chris, once again, thank you. Um, two, what's going on up in uh, Scotland? What, what are you getting up to in, uh, sort of Sterling? Eh, uh, so there's quite a few new events up in uh, Scotland this year, which is really good. The community's grown quite a lot since the new edition and since COVID, so that's really good. So I've got some painting to do for tournament in two weeks' time in here. Uh, myself, I've got a scouring of Stirlingshire, the original scouring, coming up in November. Uh, so it's uh, 60 players, good versus evil, 800 points. Uh, me and David have just written the rules pack so there'll be an event page coming up some point soon not entirely sure when and tickets will be on sale probably September time Nice one well um, I have promised that uh, obviously this year we'll probably go to Throne but I promise that next year I will absolutely come up to the original and this must be stressed the original scouring because <laughs> 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 watching that vein go in your foreheads <laughs> Uh, to honest, by the end of the weekend, I was doing it just to bait you, but I'm not going to do that to you. So I will definitely make it up for next year. You'll be uh, welcome. Play some games and uh, you can give me a wooden spoon at the end of it. 
It's a very nice wooden spoon. Well, that's all for the better then. Um, if I'm going to take anything, I'd like a nicely, nicely done wooden spoon. But um, it's, it's really good. Obviously, you um, hosted the uh, finale of the um, GBHL. Was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. The delayed final. Which but... is pretty freaking cool. And you were, you were wearing your very fetching uh, shirt. Was it was it Saturday you wore that? Sunday. Sunday, that's it. You wore one of the days. But uh, well, that was really cool as well. You did go to a lot of effort for that one. So... Um, I've only heard good things. I mean, naturally, you're going to say they're brilliant, um, but I have only heard good things. So um, definitely something to look out for to anyone listening to this who fancies uh, heading north of the border or indeed who is already north of the border. Check out those. So is there anyone you'd like to give another sh- any shout outs to or anything before we uh, log off? Uh, no, I don't think so. I've said nice things about Christine, so hopefully she'll hear them. Uh, thanks to you as well for partnering me for the doubles and getting me to raise my painting game. My pleasure. Get me my a pleasure. nice little glass trophy to sit on the shelf. Oh, you 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 definitely um, paid your way on that one. You you more than earned it. So uh, I think I think we did incredibly well on that one. Incredibly, incredibly well. So uh, yeah, thank you very much for doing me uh, the favour and. Uh, coming on and giving uh, myself and, and the listeners uh, some of your very uh, limited time. So thank you very much, mate. I much appreciate it. Thank you. And here we are at the end. So hopefully everyone enjoyed Dan's and Chris's rundown of the doubles. Congratulations, mate. Well, I haven't actually said that on this, this podcast, but um, congratulations, both of you on your painting awards much much well deserved i am sure and i've had a look at some of the others and the, the winners were fantastic as well and, and um who are you saying who was it what was the names you said of the guys that um won the uh the people the the, the other vote oh, um, josh crosby and, josh and, and friend i'm sorry is it, is I, again it, i can't is it joe reese jones is it possibly just... I I am really bad at this stuff, and you're putting so me. That in name spots. seems to ring a bell. It may not be, but it was definitely um, know, definitely Josh Crosby. And so I'm sure I saw something pop up on my uh, Instagram feed. Um, I don't know what they're. Here we live searching on. Uh, now I can't find it. So that's obviously not the name he uses. I'm sure I saw. Oh yes, it is Roman Coke, isn't it? Joshua Crosby, Roman and Coke. Um, is his Instagram. So I believe he's got those miniatures on there as well. And then hopefully he'll have a link to his doubles partner and I can tell you whether my guess was right or not. Boom, 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 boom. Um, boom, boom, boom. So was that him? Was it a purple? Um, Corsairs no, of Umbar? No. no. Oh yes, yes. Sorry, purple Corsairs of Unbar. Yeah, there was a load of Arblasters. So that was the that was his partner, was it? Yes. Of, yeah. So that's yeah, that's Joe Rhys Jones, which is he's um I'm a very very good painter as well. So I'm not surprised that they won their awards. So congratulations. I just remember from the uh, from the um from listening to your your rundown with Chris that you remembered Joshua Crosby's name, but not the other guy. And I thought when you said it, I was thinking, I think that's Jerry's Jones. And um, Jerry's Jones won Best Army at the Grand Tournament as well, didn't he, for his ends, I think. So looking back at his Instagram. So, yeah, anyway, just thought I'd add that after that. But well done, Absolutely. both of you. I'm glad you had an awesome time. I'm glad you got to experience 
how cool it is to do an event there. Um, yeah, you you were mentioning some, yeah, you were mentioning the things that I was talking about way back in uh, December of what was it twenty eighteen? No, twenty nine. God knows why. Um, for for Throne. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully they will announce Throne soon, and it will be in a weekend I can do. And I'm still planning on that end thing. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll absolutely do that. That will be that will be what I want to do. So I hope you'll get tickets, and it's uh, yeah, they, they announce them in enough time for me to book that weekend in with the wife before it gets full up with work for her. But we shall see. Keep an eye out because it's usually soon they start to talk about those things. Um, but it's, it's uh, anything else you'd like to add before we let the lovely people go, Dan? Just the usual thanks uh, to everyone who listened, to everyone who's uh, kept the faith and uh, hung <laughs> on for us, especially Carl, who's nagged me constantly about when the next one's going to be, which is really sweet. It's always nice, mate. Thank you. And uh, yeah, just um, well done to everyone who uh, was a doubles and contributed and had some fun games. Uh, again, to the um, events team, the uh, Jay and Dan Ronhand all the time and helping out lots. And yes, um, check us out on the usual places, which I'm sure we're about to cover. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, thank you for everyone who hasn't complained um, about um, us. Um, maybe maybe the reason they haven't complained is because they're not bothered. Uh, there is there is always the chance. But uh, yeah, thank you for the people who have uh, not unsubscribed and are listening to this or have thought what is this just reappeared in my feed um and um yeah i can't promise you that the next show is going to be out in two weeks time it might well be another month or might be even longer um but we will continue to put shows out and we do we're not going anywhere um just lives will uh sometimes you still love it honest <laughs> yeah yeah we do we do you know like i've been honest about what i've been painting recently i've not gone off middle earth at all i'm not i've not played ms <laughs> i've not played middle earth stretch about game for a few months now but um, I don't regard myself as, as I'm not an ex-player or not moving on or selling up. I've just been focusing on other things I do as well. And Middle-Earth um, Wargaming as a whole is still part of my uh, my remit. And I've been working on the, the 10 mil stuff. So it will all return. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm just um, among many other things. But we aren't going anywhere. The show will continue. And uh, yeah, and thanks for, for listening to this episode. Anyway, so if you haven't before, you can find us on Facebook. You can like our page there. We have a group as well. You can find the link via the page. You can join in and post your own stuff up there. You can follow us on Instagram at OOTFP podcast and on Twitter at OOTFP. Um, and if you want to email us directly, you can at OOTFP podcast at gmail.com and check out the YouTube channel. It's um, There's not been anything new going up there for a while, but there are a few bits and bobs on there um, and there are links to our other social medias and stuff in there as well and you can check out my miniature realm stuff if you're interested in stuff that's um that's not msb i can't even say it today msbg anyway thanks very much for listening uh we'll catch you soon Run!